Ladies and gentlemen, the Washington Senators are on the air. Stay tuned now for the Washington Senators pregame show featuring WWDC's Ron Menke, direct from the Florida Spring Training Camp of the Washington Senators. Stay tuned to 12-6-0, where it's a whole new ball game for 1969. Hi, everyone, from Municipal Stadium in West Palm Beach. This is Ron Menchin, along with Shelby Whitfield, welcoming you to Dugout Chatter. This afternoon, the Senators will again be taking on the Atlanta Braves. Yesterday's 18-5 win over Atlanta was something to behold. Sitting in on yesterday's battle and enjoying every hit, and every one was owner Bob Short. It's a brand new ball game in 1969, and the man has made it possible to send owner Bob Short. Bob, you must be encouraged by signing Frank Todd yesterday. Well, I'm delighted that he's in camp. Uh, we've known all along, uh, Ted and myself, that it would take some time to uh, have Mr. Howard in condition. We certainly want him in condition by opening game, and now he will be. Are you enthused as you look forward to the 69 season? I am very interested in what I see down here in spring training, and uh, certainly I look forward to uh, a substantially better finish in Washington, and hopefully a uh, greater gate attendance than we had last year. What are some of the things that you personally are doing and your staff is doing to make baseball in Washington a better product? Well, we're trying to point out to anyone who lives in the area uh, that this is Major League, that the capital city of the nation should be Major League, uh, that this is the nation's pastime, and that we want them to pass some time with us uh, during the later season. You certainly spared no expense in getting a top-flight manager and getting one of the outstanding long ball hitters in baseball. Are you going to continue to spend a lot of money on this team? Well, we'll spend as much as we've got. Uh, now, that, of course, depends largely on principle and the other things that uh, we drive our income from. Anyone familiar with the history of the Yankees would know that when they were successful, they were also drawing more in money than anyone else in the business. Now, we've got to draw at least a competitive amount of money if we're going to have a competitive product on the field. I think anyone familiar with the history of Bob Short realizes that you have taken organizations and businesses that were not going anyplace, and when you took over, they went way up. Is the same technique that you have used to succeed in business going to be applied here in baseball? Well, you can't quite apply all the business techniques, but certainly to the business part of the club will apply business techniques. And to the field part of the club, I know that Mr. Williams will apply the baseball techniques that is so widely needed in our sport. What prompted you to buy a Major League Baseball team? Well, I was in basketball, as you know, for eight, nine years. When I left the professional sports business, it was with the intention of getting into baseball. And this is really the first opportunity that I've had to own the franchise that I've indicated before. I would be interested in the one in my own hometown that Calvin Griffith has. And next on that list would be the Washington Senators. I now have the Washington Senators, and I'm simply delighted with the 
we're so delighted that you have it because we know you're a forward-thinking man who spares no expense and tries to come up with a winner. We're certain that the ball club is going to move up the ladder to success, and we're just happy to be part of the whole thing. Delighted to be with you, Ron, and with your radio audience. Senator Owner Bob Short. As you can hear from the background noise on the microphone, it's very windy again today down at uh, West Palm Beach. The wind has been very prevalent all throughout spring training, and most of the native Floridians who have been on the scene for many, many years say that this is one of the most unpredictable springs they've ever had. There's a threat of rain this afternoon, but it looks like the rain will hold off at least until after the ball game is completed. We certainly hope so. Standing by with us in the broadcasting booth is our broadcasting partner, the voice of Washington Senators, Shelby Whitfield. Shelby, that was certainly an exciting ball game yesterday, wasn't it? Indeed, Ron. I would like to see another one about like that here today. But the wind is coming in a little bit at the moment. We've been observing it for the last hour, and we noticed that it changes and whips out on occasion and then changes and comes back in. So we don't expect anyone to be hitting a lot of home runs here today. It's a good-sized park. The dimensions stack up like this. It's symmetrical, 350 feet down each line, 395 feet to left field and to right field, 410 feet to dead center. Beautiful ballpark here. And this is the home of the Braves in spring training, as well as the new Montreal Expo. So we're expecting a good one today. Mill Pappas will be starting on the mound for Atlanta. Barry Moore, the left-hander, has been selected by manager Ted Williams. And they each will go at least three innings. It should be a good one. Well, Shelby, one of the most important things yesterday in the ball game was the great work of left fielder Cap Peterson, who blasted three home runs out of the ballpark. Cap, when a man hits three home runs in one ball game, the automatic question is, what are you doing different this year? <laughs> well, Ron, uh, I don't exactly know. Bit. Uh, I've moved from the front of the plate to the back of the plate. Uh, but other than that, uh, I've done nothing. You had a fabulous year in the Texas League a few years back. Do you feel that you are regaining the confidence you had at that time? Well, in 62, Ron, it seemed like everybody had a good year in the Texas League. Uh, that uh, has a reputation of being different. And, uh, I would have to agree with it. As far as uh, regaining any confidence and such, uh, I don't really believe I really have lost any. And uh, I just think right now the fact is just, just play as much as I can. That's important for a ball player, isn't it? It's very tough to come off the bench when you're not used to starting every ball game. Well, uh, I would say it has something to do with it. I think probably the biggest thing is that... Uh, you lose timing and you lose an idea as to the strike zone. Granted, you can take as much batting practice as you'd like, but the batting practice is nowhere near actual game conditions. And I think as, as far as uh, the strike zone in reference to balls inside and outside and up and down, this is probably the big thing that you do lose. Cap, what effect do you feel that Ted Williams has had on the ball club so far? Well... He's uh, certainly been working hard enough with uh, the hitting, and uh, I guess you'd have to say up until yesterday, uh, 
And many of us have wondered if it has, you know, done any good. But uh, I certainly hope it continues as yesterday. But, Kevin, uh, I think just the fact that he's around and and if you've got a problem with him with a man with his reputation, you feel you can go to him and uh, he should be able to help you. What made you stand back at the plate further this year, Cap? Well, the other day, we were standing on the baggage and he was talking with all three or four of the fellas and we were just discussing uh, as far as reference to the plate and where you would have to hit the ball to make good contact. And of course, the farther up you stood to the plate, the shorter the distance was between you and the pitcher and the farther out front on the plate, you'd have to hit the ball. So it's by standing back farther, I've lengthened this distance just a little bit. And uh, I tried it, and Heavens had worked great yesterday. Uh, of course, it's only been a one-day trial, and so I can't really, you know, give it a real true answer. Well, of course, if that one day is any indication, it looks like 1969 is going to be a great season for Cap Peterson. Well, I certainly hope so. I hope it's going to be a great year for the Nats. We do too, Cap, and we want to thank you very much for being with us and wish you and the Senators the best of luck in 69. Cap Peterson, who, of course, belted three home runs out of Municipal Stadium in Pompano uh, Beach yesterday and led the Senators that great 18-5 win over the Atlanta Braves. This afternoon, we figure to have more of a pitching battle. Barry Moore will be starting for the Senators. He's a left-hander who shows much promise. Sid Hudson has been working with him, trying to get him to refrain from some of the nervous habits that he has, trying to get him to gain better control. And when Barry has that good control coming in there, there's no stopping him and no telling what bright future he has in the uh, baseball uh, horizon. The Atlanta Braves will counter with right-hander Milt Pappas, who is a former American League star with the Baltimore Orioles. Since going to the National League in the trade for Frank Robinson, he was originally traded to the Cincinnati Reds, and then uh, he was subsequently sent to Atlanta last season. He is a fine right-hander, has a good curve and a good slider. This is Ron Mencine inviting you to stay tuned for this afternoon's game between the Washington Senators and the Atlanta Braves. You've just been listening to the pregame warm-up of the Washington Senators featuring WWDC's Ron Menchie. Stay tuned for all the play-by-play action on WWDC 1260, where it's a whole new ball game for 1969. Hear ye, hear ye. On this day of our Lord in the year 1969, WWDC does proclaim April 7th an illegal holiday. April 7th is opening day at RFK Stadium as the Senators take on the New York Yankees. And WWDC invites you all to play hooky in an illegal holiday. But you'd better have a good excuse ready for the boss. And we want to hear it. Send your excuses to Illegal Holiday, WWDC, Post Office Box 4068, Washington, D.C. WWDC will select the 10 best excuses. And we'll take... You out to the ball game, opening day, April 7th. Oh, and just so the boss won't be too upset about your excuse or your absence, we'll take him along, too. Get those excuses in today. A postcard will do. Mail it to Illegal Holiday, WWDC, Post Office Box 4068, Washington. Even if you don't win, join us at Kennedy Stadium for the opening day excitement. What do you got to lose? Just a job. What else?
This is WWDC Outdoor Broadcasting Now Radio for Washington, the home of the Washington Senators baseball team. This is Washington Senators baseball brought to you on WWDC and by Atlantic Richfield. Remember, at all Atlantic Richfield stations throughout the area, you may use your Atlantic Richfield credit card and take advantage of a great offer on Golden Rhapsody Fine China. Now, stay tuned as Ron Menchend and Shelby Whitfield bring you all the play-by-play action between the Washington Senators and the Atlanta Braves. Hi again, everybody. This is Ron Menchend along with Shelby Whitfield welcoming you to Municipal Stadium in West Palm Beach, Florida with this afternoon... The Senators will try and see if they can do it again. Yesterday afternoon, the score was 18-5 against the Atlanta Braves. The Braves furnished the opposition again today. Only the setting has changed. We go 35 miles up the road to West Palm Beach from Pompano Beach, and hopefully the results will be the same for the Washington Senators. It was by far the most impressive effort of the spring. After dropping eight straight ball games, they in turn won the big one 18-5 in our first broadcast of the 1969 season. As we've said many times, it's a new ball game in 69. The team has good spirit. A new manager in Ted Williams who is trying to install confidence in the ball club. He is working with all the batters, but more than that, he is working with the pitchers as well. As you know, Ted, being the fine batter that he was during his fabulous Major League career, made a study of all the pitchers in baseball. And as, as a result, he was able to pick up things, the habits of pitchers fall and so forth, and hopefully he will allow the uh, Senator batters to gain some of this knowledge that he had for many years with the Boston Red Sox. Right now, Ted Williams is out with the umpires presenting the uh, starting lineup for the Washington Senators. Manager Lumen Harris is out there giving the starting lineup for the Atlanta Braves. The Foul lines, it's a symmetrical ballpark here at Municipal Stadium. 350 down the right field line, 350 down the left field line. To left center field, it's 395. To right center field, 395. And to straightaway center, it's 410 feet. This is definitely not a hitter's ballpark because uh, you have to clap one pretty good to get it out of here. And uh, in addition to that, the wind is blowing in from Silver Lake. And as a result, the batters will be going into quite a breeze this afternoon here at West Palm Beach. Let's take a look at the starting lineup, first of all, for the Washington Senators. In center field and leading off, number 30, Del Unser. Unser leading off, playing center field. In right field, number 36, Ed Stroud. At third base, number two, Ken McMullen. At first base, number 12, Mike Epstein. Mike batting fourth. Batting in the fifth spot, the left fielder, Jerry Holman, number five. Wearing number 15, the second baseman, Frank Coggins, batting sixth. Number 11, the shortstop, Eddie Brinkman, batting seventh. Catching and batting eighth is Paul Casanova, wearing number eight. And on the mound will be left-hander Barry Moore, wearing number 25. For the Atlanta Braves, leading off and playing center field will be Philippe Lou. At second base will be Felix Neon. 
In left field will be the old veteran American leaguer, old veteran National Leaguer, Tito Francona. In right field, one of the great ball players in baseball today, Hank Aaron. Hank will be playing right for the Atlanta Braves. Playing third base will be Cleese Boyer. Playing first base will be Tommy Aaron, the second part of the brother combination of the Atlanta Braves. At shortstop will be Gil Garrido. Behind the plate will be Bob Didier. And on the mound in pitching will be right-hander Bill Pappen. Ladies and gentlemen, our national anthem. Washington Senators, who are the visitors today for this ball game, have faced Pappas when he was in the American League. He went over from Cincinnati to Atlanta in a trade this last season and turned out to be a, quite an asset for the Braves as he won 10 ball games for them. And he definitely figures in the Atlanta plans as a starting pitcher this season. Left-hander Barry Moore is still loosening up down in the bullpen, and he will be the starting pitcher for Ted Williams Senators. The second pitcher today for Washington is expected to be Phil Ortega. Atlanta is scheduled to bring on a couple of youngsters after Milt Pappas. So it should be an interesting afternoon. One of those youngsters, as we expect to see later in the day, is not on the parent roster, but is a minor leaguer who has been given a chance and has been impressive and will get another chance here today. We'll talk more about him later, but right now we're about ready to get underway. Billy Williams, the plate umpire. He's a National League umpire. John Flaherty of the American League at first. Ed Sudol of the National League at second. 
and Larry Barnett, the rookie umpire of the American League down at third. Hunter stands in, batting left-handed. In spring training thus far, he is hitting 357, and he takes the pitch for a ball. A fastball from Pappas. We're underway. One and over count. Windy afternoon, gusts up to 20 miles an hour, and the wind is whipping around crazily here today. Pappas, Pappas delivers a call strike fastball in there. The count's one and one. Well, Papley showed pretty good speed on that one. Just the second pitch that he's on court today. Dell Unser hitting 357 with 10 hits and 28 at bats. The ground ball on one hop to the first baseman, Tommy Aaron, runs over, touches the bag in time with the put out, and we have one away. So Unser goes out to the first baseman unassisted. The infield defensively for the Atlanta Braves. Pete Foyer, the former Yankee at third, rookie Al Dorito at short, Felix Millan at second, and Tommy Aaron at first. The battery, rookie Bob Bidier behind the plate, and Milt Pappas out on the mound, looking in now to the number two hitter for the Senators, Ed Stroud. Stroud is having a good spring. He's hitting 385. The first pitch is low and away, ball one, a fastball. Stroud has selected five hits in 13 trips to the plate. He's driven in four runs. Has picked up five walks. Here's the pitch to him. A bunt down the third base side. It goes foul. Third baseman Cleet Boyer came down to make sure it stayed foul. So it's a ball and a strike on Ed the Street Stroud. Gil Garrido, the rookie shortstop, is in this ballgame. He did not play yesterday as the veteran Bob Astromani played some shortstop. A ball and a strike is the count. The pitch, a breaking pitch inside and low. Ball two. Two and one. One out. Nobody on top of the first inning. There's no score. Municipal Stadium, West Palm Beach, Florida is the site of this exhibition between the Senators and the Braves. Pappas is ready. Here's the pitch. Strike on the inside, knee high, right on the corner. And plate umpire, Billy Williams, bellowed it out. A strike, and that evens the count at 2-2. 18-5, the score yesterday. The Senators humiliating these Atlanta Braves. They would like to repeat here this afternoon. The next pitch, inside, ball three. Three balls and two strikes now. Nellie Fox, the coach down at first. Wayne Terwilliger is the coach down at third. The outfield is playing this hitter shallow. Stroud doesn't have much power, and consequently, they're all in very shallow. Ball four misses inside, and Ed Stroud picks up a walk and becomes the first base runner of the afternoon. That brings Ken McMullen to the plate. McMullen is hitting 500 thus far. This is his fourth game of the spring. He reported late. He has four hits and eight trips has driven in one run, and has picked up one walk. Solidly built right-handed hitter. Has been the standout third baseman for the Senators since coming over from the Dodgers in the big trade a few years back. Throw to first, not in time. As Stroud gets back in there, hit first. Stroud is being held on at first by Tommy Aaron. Stroud to gets the lead again. He's a fast one, probably the fastest man on the club. Check with the runner by Pappas. The pitch, a fastball outside. 
The count's 1-0 on the hitter, Ken McMullen, the third baseman. McMullen expected to supply much of the punch in the Senators' lineup this year. Frank Howard signed yesterday, as you probably know by this time, and he did not make the trip up from Pompano Beach to West Palm. But he is working out down there, you can bet your money, doing a lot of hitting, playing a lot of peppers. Curveball, misses up high, 2-0. A very windy afternoon, which has not been unusual in spring training here in Florida this year. But they've had bad weather in Arizona for the club's training there, so it's been bad all over. McMullen waits now on the next offering. Here comes the pitch. And it's the ball. He almost went around, but uh, Billy Williams said he did not commit himself. Three balls and no strikes as Milt Pappas loses his control momentarily here. The infield pulled in, hoping for a double play ball. Pappas checks the runner. Stroud has a good lead. Here's a pitch. Call strike. And the take sign was undoubtedly on. Three and one. Top of the first inning, there's no score in the game. Our Senators and the Atlanta Braves from West Palm Beach, Florida. Atlanta has won four and lost four. The Senators one and eight. Here's the pitch cut on and miss. The runner goes to throw down the second. He is out at second base. Good throw from the rookie, Bob Bidier. And he fired down the second in time. So that's the first runner that we've had thrown out in the ball game. And it seems now that we have two outs with nobody on. That's Zach Mullen. We'll swing away now. We'll not be trying to hit behind the runner since he's a race. Well hit ball to left center field. Might be out of here. No, the wind holds it up. Going back and waiting now. The left fielder he makes the catch. That's Tito Francona. And had the wind been going out on that one, instead of blowing in, chances are that would have sailed out of here. But it's not the case today. And our score, after one half inning of play, the Washington Senators nothing, the Atlanta Braves yet to bat. The Giant Food family and Top Value Stamps are delighted to be among the sponsors bringing you the Senators baseball games on radio this year. They're excited about this year's Washington Senators baseball team and especially want to welcome Ted Williams as the new general manager. When it comes time for doing the weekly food shopping, remember Giant, the quality food people. Your super giant and giant food stores are filled with all the fine quality foods you like to serve your family. Garden Fresh Produce, USDA Choice in Pine Beef and Lamb, USDA Grade A Poultry, Yes, Giant always offers you the very finest foods at the lowest possible prices. Plus, of course, top value stamps with your purchases. Top value stamps are the stamps with a two-way golden guarantee. Number one, you can't get better gifts or fewer stamps anywhere. And number two, you must be satisfied 100%. Remember, your dollar buys more when you shop at the store that gives top value stamps. Giant but quality food people. Now Atlanta will have their first swings of the afternoon as Barry Moore, the left-hander for the Senators, completes his warm-up crosses. Barry Moore is being counted upon heavily by manager Ted Williams because we've got to have a good left-handed starting pitcher in that rotation. And it's going to be between Barry Moore 
and Frank Persena. Both have great potential. Both have been good on occasion, and both have been bad. And we just hope that one, if not both, can come through to give us a starting picture from the left-handed side that is a must. Philippe Ballou, the center fielder, stands in. He's a right-handed hitter, and he'll be facing the slants of left-handed Barry Moore. Well, a lot of the regulars in that lineup this afternoon for the Braves, players who were not used yesterday, Hank Aaron in there, Philippe Ballou. Pitch is swung on and popped up foul back behind us out of play. The count's 0-1. The dimensions of the park once again, down the lines each way, 350 feet, 395 to dead left field, 395 to dead right, and it's a good poke to center 410 feet. The wind continues to change directions. Pitch is swung on and popped up again at foul and back out of play off the third base drive. No score, Atlanta batting in the last of the first inning. The outfield defensively for the Washington Senators, Gary Holman in left field, Bill Unser in center, and Ed Stroud in right. Cap Peterson, who had the great day yesterday with three home runs, seven RBIs, and was on base six times, is not in the game today. Here's the kick and the pitch. The curve is in there for a call strike three. Well, that was a beautiful curve from Barry Moore that got in there around the knees on the outside corner. And Philippe Lou becomes strikeout victim number one for Barry Moore today. Strikeout called, and now it's Felix Mian, the light-hitting second baseman. As we indicated yesterday, this guy can rear up and bite you, though. He had five hits in one game last season. Right-handed ticket, the pitch is high and outside. Ball one. Pass ball from Moore. That outfield that we mentioned a moment ago is playing straight away and medium depth for this hitter. Francona will be the next batter. Henry Aaron, if we get that far. Fastball up high, ball two. 2-0 two oh, the count. Felix Mignon has been around quite a while. He's always been a good fielder. The infield playing normal position for this hitter. Here comes the pitch from Barry Moore. It's a call strike. Letter high right across the plate. Two balls and a strike, and the count was probably on. Mian steps out of the batter's box. Now he gets back in, and we're ready to go. One out, nobody on. Last of the first inning. Moore delivers again. Swung on and foul back. Strike two. Two-two the count. Let's see what Mion did last year in the way of hitting for Atlanta. Mion hit 289, which is not bad for him. He's 5'11 and 172 pounds. Here's a ball hit onto left field. Going back for it is the left fielder Holman. Has the range. Makes the catch for putoff number two. And again, the win held that one up as Mian got good will on the ball, but Gary Holman judged it correctly and stayed with it. With two down and nobody on, the veteran Tito Francona becomes the hitter. He's a left-handed sticker with good power. Francona, a very versatile ball player, can be used at many positions. The Atlanta coaching staff has great respect for this veteran. They say he steadies the youngsters very much. 
With nobody on and two away, more pitches swung on and fouled down into the dirt, strike one. Francona had a good swing. Henry Aaron is kneeling in the on-deck circle, talking with the young bat boy there. The outfield for Francona swings around slightly to the left, which is unusual because of the fact that he's a left-handed hitter and normally would uh, deliver his hits and ball tips to the right. He holds up on a pitch that is low for the ball. But undoubtedly, Bill Unser is gauging the wind very correctly out there because it is blowing right into his teeth, and he knows it's still. So he has moved around into left center just a bit. Here's a changeup, a call strike. Beautiful pitch from Barry Moore. A ball and two strikes to count on Tito Francona. Tito being used in the outfield today, he can play first base. They also have used Bob Astromani at first base. And they used the rookie there yesterday. Here's the ball hit on the ground. Pass the shortstop into left field for a base hit. Base hit number one in this ball game, and Tito Francona comes up with it. And that will bring up the ever-dangerous Henry Aaron. Henry Aaron appeared in the first couple of exhibition games for the Braves this spring, but he's not been in any lately. And Lovin Harris told me before the game that he's going to have to start using Hank Aaron to let him work his way into condition. The same for Philippe Luz in the lineup today. Henry Aaron is hitting 182. He's been to the plate 11 times. He watches a ball from Barry Moore. 1-0 the count on Henry Aaron. He has two hits in 11 trips, and one of those hits was a home run. Aaron has struck out once in spring training. The pitch is up high. 2-0 the count as Barry Moore working very carefully with Hank Aaron, who certainly is in uh, no way close to his midseason form but ever dangerous, regardless of what time of the year it is, spring training or regular season. This man, one of the truly great ball players of our time. Many, many records. We can't go down all of them. Well hit ball to left field, but Holman has the range. The wind holds it up. He comes in now a few steps, close to the line, makes the catch in fair territory to retire to the side. So a little threat, but nothing more, as Francona singled and died on first. Hank Aaron flied out to left, then... It's interesting to note that the Braves did get good wood on the ball, and uh, that usually is a tip-off that a club might get to the pitcher. We hope it isn't, but we'll watch it closely. No runs, one hit, no errors, and one runner, one runner left on, and our score at the end of one complete inning of play. The Washington Senators nothing, the Atlanta Braves nothing. Well, Shelby, in yesterday's ball game, of course, the uh, the fireworks really didn't begin until the bottom of the second inning. And then uh, the Senators came up with two runs. They added five more in the bottom of the third, five more in the bottom of the fourth. So it's hard to say whether this is going to be an old-fashioned pitching duel between Pappas and Moore or whether the fireworks will start any minute in this ball game this afternoon. The Senators going to lead off with Mike Epstein to start the top of the second inning. Milt Pappas is a very canny right-hander. He's had good success in both the National League and the American League. He was a great pitcher for the Baltimore Orioles, and uh, he was traded a few years ago to the Cincinnati Redlegs for Frank Robinson, who in turn gave the Baltimore Orioles a pennant. 
Well, Mill Tappers hasn't given anyone in the National League a pennant yet, but he's still one of the most effective right-handers around. Here's left-handed hitting Mike Epstein to lead off. Here's a broadcasting partner, Shelby Whitfield. Epstein standing deep in the batter's box. The pitch from Tappers is inside, a fastball that missed. A ball and no strikes on Mike Epstein. Epstein hitting 240 in the spring, has been up there 25 times, has six base hits, has scored three runs, has walked five times, and has struck out five times. The next pitch is a fastball low. Two and oh, the count on Mike Epstein. Former University of California football player, he played fullback there his sophomore year, but gave it up to concentrate on baseball. Has great potential, he has to put it together. Ground ball foul down the first base side. Two balls and a strike to count on Mike Epstein. He gained the reputation of being a moody ball player. He's a very intelligent boy. Very articulate. But he has to overcome that moodiness and produce on an even keel. And Ted Williams hopes that he can get him to do this. Barry Moore is uh, pitching for the Senators today. Milt Pappas going the first three innings. Pappas has delivered a strike. Fastball called. So it's 2-2 now on Mike Epstein. The infield pulled around slightly to the first base side. The uh, second baseman pulled over a bit towards first, and the shortstop pulled over toward the bag a little bit more than usual. Last pitch of fastball missing, and the count is full now. Three balls and two strikes on Mike Epstein. Big scoreboard here behind the fence in right center field. Ball four. He lost him as the fastball was outside and low. So Epstein becomes the second base runner for the Senators this afternoon, and both of them have come on bases on balls. Gary Holman, the left fielder today, comes to the plate. He's a left-handed batter, hitting 188 in the spring with three hits and 16 trips. This is the ninth game in which he has appeared this season. A check of the runner. Epstein leads. Here's a ground ball. Sharp one hit to the second baseman. He tags the runner. Throws to first. It's a double play. So Felix Mion came and charged that sharply hit ground ball off the bat of Gary Holman, waited for Epstein coming down the line, tagged him out, and then fired to the first baseman, Tommy Aaron, in time for the force on Gary Coleman coming down the line. A double play, the first of the afternoon. Double play goes from four to three. The Senators came up with three double plays in yesterday's 18-5 romp over Atlanta. The pitch to the next hitter, Frank Coggins, is a fastball, but inside for ball one. 1-0 one on Frank Coggins. Another ball player with great potential. He was counted on to be the regular second baseman last season for Washington, but he failed to produce and was sent to Buffalo. Fastball inside. 2-0 the count on Frank Coggins. Mill Pappas, looking in with the sign, has it from DDA and fires a fastball inside. Almost hits Coggins. Coggins backed out of there just in time. If Coggins should get on, Eddie Frankman will be the next hitter. Frank Howard, uh, as we indicated earlier, signed yesterday. He's down at Pompano, taking a lot of batting practice today. Fastball is in there for a call strike. 
three balls and a strike to count on Frank Coggins. Coggins so far in the spring is hitting 250 with one hit and four trips to the plate. Here's a line drive that is caught by the second baseman, Meyer. Well, again, the wind affected that one just a bit. That is, as it appeared, it might get in there, but it uh, slowed it down considerably, and the second baseman, Felix Meon, had no trouble with it. So, three men come to bat, Epstein walking and being erased in a double play. So, the summary on the top of the second inning. For the Senators, no runs, no hits, no errors, nobody left on, and the score at the middle of the second inning of play, the Washington Senators, nothing, the Atlanta Braves, nothing. Shelby Bill Tappas has been real tough so far. He's had that breaking stuff going in there pretty good, and he's got a real solid fastball, so he's going to be tough to handle this afternoon. He's looked rather impressive this spring for Atlanta. They're counting on him to have a big year. After he was traded from Cincinnati, he came through with a sparkling performance the last half of the season for the Braves. As a matter of fact, he was their most effective pitcher over the uh, last half of the campaign after moving over from Cincinnati where he had some problems with the manager there. Barry Moore, the left-hander, warming up for Washington. His big problem has been control over the years. When he gets his stuff over the plate, he is tough to handle. But uh, when he's a little bit wild and has to aim the ball, he does have difficulty, and that's what happened to him last year. Sid Hudson is trying to work on his control. And speaking of control... The fabulous Satchel Page is a pitching coach for the Atlanta Braves, and he was giving a demonstration of pitching the other day. He can actually aim a pitch over a matchbook. It's incredible, but it's true. Satchel Page still has a 10-point control, and he's somewhat in the high 60s. Cleve Boyder lead off for the Atlanta Braves here in the bottom of the second inning. Here once again, Shelby Whitfield. Boyer is a right-handed hitter. Moore kicks and delivers a fastball that is inside and low. 1-0, and oh, the count on Cleet Boyer. Cleet Boyer, at one time, one of the better fielding infielders in Major League Ball. It slowed down a bit. Barry Moore takes his sign. Here's the pitch swung on. Here's a ground ball towards the shortstop. Brinkman has it on three hops over the first in time for the out. And Boyer is retired 6-3 as you're scoring with us. That will bring up Tommy Aaron, the versatile first baseman who also plays the outfield on occasion. Younger brother of Hank Aaron. Tommy Aaron has not done too much in the spring. He's hitting 125 with two hits and 16 trips to the play. Cleet Boyer, who just grounded out, is now four for 18. He was hitting 222 coming into the game. A call strike to Tommy Aaron. Breaking pitch that got across there nicely at the knee level. And talking with players, managers, and coaches, there doesn't seem to be much uh, difference in the way the umpires are calling the strikes this year. Here's a curve that's in there again for a beautiful strike. In other words, the strike zone is now smaller from the armpit to the top of the knee. And it had been from the shoulder to the bottom of the knee. But at the rules committee meeting out in San Francisco when they conducted the major league meetings at the start of the year, they changed the strike zone. Fastball is low. But the players that we've talked with say they can't tell much difference. Barry Moore, a big disappointment last year. He has great potential and was sent down to Buffalo to pitch from there. He had a record of four and six with the parent senators. 
Breaking pitch is low and away for a ball. Two balls and two strikes to count on Tommy Aaron. He'll be followed by the rookie shortstop, Al Garrido. A windy day here, and we've had a lot of wind this spring. Fastball on the outside corner, calls strike three, and Tommy Aaron is out of there. As Larry Barnett did not hesitate one minute to call that one a strike. And going down on the first uh, strikeout of this inning and the second of the day for Barry Moore is Tommy Aaron. Al Garrido, the shortstop, who's been uh, very successful at the plate in spring training thus far for the Atlanta club. Garrido is hitting 391 with nine hits and 23 trips to the plate. One of the standouts in the Braves' count. Fastball is a bit low to him. We'll give you a bit of information about Garrido since he is new to the Major League. Garrido is a fine fielding shortstop, we're told. Played at Richmond for most of last season, 123 games there. He takes the ball, low and away. Two balls and no strikes to count on Al Garrido. He hit 270 at Richmond, played 11 games with Atlanta, and had an anemic 208 average with them. Pitcher and swung on and grounded foul down to the third baseman, McMullen. That ball almost hit right at the bag, but McMullen speared it in foul territory, and he would have had trouble had that been fair because Garrido has a lot of speed, and he was moving down the baseline. But it's nothing but a strike. The first one on him. Two balls and a strike on Garrido. Another rookie, Bob BDA, will be the next hitter should Garrido get on. Barry Moore opening up for the Senators here today. A curveball grounded down to the third baseman. It's, again, it fell as McMullen thought that one might be fair. He cocked his arm, ready to throw to the first baseman, Mike Epstein. But Barnett, the plate umpire, said foul. Williams, rather, the plate umpire, said no, it's foul. That one was even closer than the previous pitch being fouled down the line. Two and two the count now. Nobody on. There's no score in the ball game. Pitch is swung on and missed. And Casanova throws down to the first baseman as uh, he dropped the ball momentarily. So the side is retired. It'll be a strikeout. Credited to pitcher Barry Moore. And that is his third of the afternoon. The summary, an easy one, no runs, no hits, no errors. Nobody left on. And the score at the end of two complete innings of play in this ball game at West Palm Beach, Florida. The Washington Senators, nothing. The Atlanta Braves, nothing. Atlantic is out to solve the China problem. Your China problem. Now participating Atlantic dealers make it possible for everyone to be able to afford fine China. For a fantastically low, low price, you can get fine china that compares favorably with china priced much higher. With each purchase of eight gallons of gasoline, you can buy a four-piece place setting of Golden Rhapsody China at an unbelievable low price. Now, this offer may vary in some states. Each four-piece place setting consists of a dinner plate, salad plate, cup, and saucer. Golden Rhapsody is fine, translucent china with gold-trimmed edge and clear bell tone. China that will do wonders for any table setting. 
So dress up your table with elegant fine china at amazing low prices. And, of course, you can charge your Golden Rhapsody place settings and accessory pieces on your Atlantic Richfield credit card. See any participating Atlantic dealer today. He's out to solve your China problem. We move to the third inning, and shortstop Eddie Brinkman stands in and takes a call strike, breaking pitch that got the inside corner about knee high. Tough pitch to hit, and Eddie took it for a strike. Eddie Brinkman... He's hitting 278. That's very good for him. He's 5 for 18 in the spring thus far. Here's a sidearm fastball that is fouled back into the screen. Two strikes to count now on Eddie Brinkman. Eddie, born in Cincinnati, Ohio, attended the University of Cincinnati. This guy used to outhit Pete Rose at Cincinnati's Western High Hill. But uh, he has not done it as a professional. He also pitched, we understand, in high school. Pitches up high for a ball. Of course, Pete Rose has developed into the probably uh, into probably the outstanding hitter for average in baseball today. Here's the pitch. Pappas missed with it, and it's now two and two. Well, if Brinkman can hit anywhere close to 270, which uh, no one expects him to do, he would have a great year. The way he feels, if he hits 240, it'll be fine. Fastball is inside. Three balls and two strikes. The count now on Eddie Brinkman. Brinkman will be followed by Paul Casanova, the catcher, and Barry Moore, the pitcher. We have no score in the ballgame. Top of the third inning. Fastball is laced into left field. That'll be in there for a base hit. Over to come up with the ball is Tito Francona, and Brinkman holds it first with a solid single. And that is the first hit of the afternoon for the Washington Senators. The hits are even now at one apiece. Coming to the plate now is Paul Casanova, rangy catcher. Casanova's hitting an even 250 with one hit and four trips to the plate. He reported late. And is working his way into condition now. Just beginning to uh, do a lot of catching. Check of the runner. Pappas is ready to throw. Does. Swung on. Pop foul down the right field line. It'll be back out of play. Strike one, the count. Casanova had a very good year two years ago, as uh, you Senator fans will know. Big disappointment last year. As a matter of fact, last year's club had a lot of big disappointments, but this essentially is the same club that finished in a sixth-place tie with Baltimore two years ago. Here's the pitch. Swung on, and here's the ball hit out on the shallow right field. May drop in there. It does for a base hit. Coming up with it is Hank Aaron and throwing in. But the Senators have runners at first and second on successive singles, and pitcher Barry Moore is scheduled to be the hitter, and he will bat for himself. So back-to-back singles here by Eddie Brinkman and Paul Casanova as we're in the lower third of the batting order. have got something cooking here for the Washington Senators. And let's see if we can get a run around here in the third inning. There's no score. Barry Moore hits them left-handed as he throws them. Tappers and a jam for the first time today. Checks the runners. Brinkman is leading off second. Here's a bunt down the third base side. It goes foul. 
So Casanova attempting to move up the runners. Check that. Pitcher Barry Moore attempting to move up the runners. Eddie Brinkman and Paul Casanova. Bunted down the third base side, but it went foul. Strike one, the count, on Pitcher Barry Moore. So the experimental pinch hitting rule is not being utilized here today. It's by mutual agreement of the managers. And it is not in use here today. Pappas leans in, has a sign from DDA, the rookie catcher. Sidearm pitches inside. One and one, or did he foul the ball? It may have picked off his bat on the inside, and I believe it did. The count is uh, two strikes. At least the score would indicate two strikes. It appeared that Billy Williams bellowed ball, but the uh, pitch was inside and did tip the bat. But the uh, pitch was inside and did tip the bat, so it's 0-2. That erases a serious threat of a bunt here, but with a pitcher you can't tell. Let's see what they have him doing. Check of the runners by Pappas. Here's the pitch. He does run it out in front of the mound. It's a good one. The third baseman has to go to first in time for the out. Cleek Poirier had no other play. And that must uh, make Ted Williams feel very, very happy because the pitcher did what he was supposed to do. He advanced those runners, and he did it on a two-strike count. Fine job by Barry Moore. So two runners are in scoring position now as Eddie Brinkman moved down to third on the play. Casanova moved to second. It's a sacrifice for Barry Moore as he went out five to three. Francona to Tommy Aaron at first. Leadoff hitter, Dell Unser. That's from left-handed and stands in. No score. Top of the third inning. An attempted bunt is missed. Well, Anser was trying to bunt one down the first baseline this time, but he left it behind him. Strike one, the count on Bill Anser. Bill Anser is the son of a former Major League ball player. He attended Mississippi State University. He reminds you a lot of Richie Ashburn. Same type hitter. Sprays the ball around. Pitches inside. Fastball missing. So Pappas in a jam here in the third inning. Unser doesn't have good power, but he uh, has a good eye at the plate. He chokes up, uses a big barrel bat, and he normally will get a piece of it. The rookie of the year in the eyes of the sporting news. Here's a ground ball. Hit towards the second baseman. Into center field. One run is in to score. Two runs are in to score in Washington. Leaves it 2 nothing. And let's see. I think it'll be rule the base hit. Now, Mian had a chance to feel that ball, but he came in, and he made the mistake of not getting down. And it went right past him. And it's difficult to tell if it uh, hit a pebble or something out there and took a bad hop. So we will call it. A base hit until notified otherwise. But the important thing is that two runs are in. And Hunter, with a single, has driven in a couple of runs here. So the strategy's working fine. The pitch to Ed Stroud is inside. Bill Pappas has been touched up for a couple of uh, runs here in the top of the third inning. And Washington has jumped out in front. Now, they've done this in the last three or four ball games. This is contrary to their first half dozen when they were never ahead. But they're playing a different brand of ball now. Sidearm pitch is swung on. Ground ball down to Aaron at first. 
He throws to short in time with the outback to first to double play. We'll recap it for you. Sharply hit ground ball by Ed Stroud down to Tommy Aaron. He threw to second. The shortstop took it there for the fourth. Rifle is throw back to the first baseman, Tommy Aaron, in time to get Stroud, who really moved. So it was a well-executed double play. But the Senators come up with two runs on three base hits. No errors. And nobody was left on. So at the middle of the third inning of play, our Washington Senators do the Atlanta Braves nothing. Did you know that April 7th was an illegal holiday? Well, think about that for a moment. That's opening day when the Senators uh, will be taking on the New York Yankees. And the important thing is you can be right there and be part of the action. Compliments of WWDC. The key is very simple. You simply have to compose a letter to your boss why you won't be at work on opening day. The 10 best letters will receive two free tickets to opening day. And just so you don't lose your job, your boss will be invited to go along, too. It should be lots of fun, and we want to hear some real wild excuses as to why you can't be at work opening day. Send your letters to Illegal Holiday, care of WWDC, Post Office Box 4068, Washington, D.C., 20015. That's Illegal Holiday, Post Office Box 4068, Washington, D.C., 20015. And speaking of opening day at Kennedy Stadium, we certainly hope that a capacity strong is on hand to welcome the new 1969 Senators back to town. Barry Moore, very effective, now has a two-run lead to work with, thanks to the single by Del Unser. Past the glove of Felix Neon at second base. And the first batter for the Braves will be catcher Bob DDA. Here once again, our broadcasting partner shall be with you. DDA up for the first time today. A right-handed hitter. He's been uh, looked at very uh, closely in spring training and is still playing, which indicates that he has a chance to stick. Takes the first pitch low for the ball. Of course, his chances are helped by the fact that Joe Torrey is still a holdout. And in talking with a lot of the people around this Atlanta ball club, they don't think Torrey's going to play for them. Pitches, a curve at his low, ball two. The management and Torrey are far apart in salary at this stage. And I've been told by a number of people that uh, they expect to trade. Pitch is a call strike fastball knee high. Barry Moore has good control here this afternoon and good breaking stuff. He has struck out three. And the important thing is that he has not walked a man in the first two innings. Pitcher swung on and grounded foul back behind the plate. Two strikes to count on Bob BDA. BDA is hitting 600. He's six for ten. And it's problematical that if he keeps this up, Joe Torrey could even get in the lineup. Here comes the next pitch to DDA, a curve that is inside for the ball. He had a notion, but did not commit himself, held him just in time. The outfield defensively for the Senators. In left field, Gary Holman, Bill Unser in center, and Ed Stroud in right. Stroud is uh, pulled in fairly shallow in right. The wind is blowing out to left now. Ball four as the next offing is up high. And that puts CDA on base here to start off things in the last of the third inning. 
And uh, just as we indicated a moment ago that Barry Moore had not walked a man, he has walked a man at this moment. And that is his first base on ball with B.A. at first base. Let's see if Pappas is going to hit for himself. Pappas is going to hit. So Milt Pappas will be working more than three innings in this one. He squares the bunt, does put a good bunt down. Here's the pitcher fielding and throwing to verse in time for the out there, but the sacrifice worked very nicely. Barry Moore, who's a good fielding pitcher, came off, speared that bunt halfway between the plate and third base. Ken McMullen had charged in for it, but Moore handled it, looked at second, saw he had no chance there on the fast-moving DDA. So it's a sacrifice for Milt Pappas, who goes out one to three, and with one down, a runner at second in scoring position, Felipe Lou becomes the hitter. He struck out on a call third strike in the first inning, so he's over one. Felipe Lou has been around for many, many years and has proven himself to be a fine Major League ball player. 2-0 is the score. The Senators lead the Braves. The infield pulled in just a bit. Philippe Alou is hitting 250 coming into this game. One for four. He takes the pitch low for the ball. One ball and no strikes to count on Philippe Alou. One of three Alou brothers. This is a curveball that is low. 2 0 the count on Philippe Lou. Jesus Lou. Has come into his own in recent years. Philippe Lou, the more established of the three. Here's the pitch. Curveball that is a tall strike. 2 and 1 the count. Well, Barry Moore has a curve working to perfection this afternoon. There's little question about that. And Ted Williams and Sid Hudson, too, must be very heartened at the performance thus far of Barry Moore. To find a good left-handed pitcher with good stuff who masters control is uh, something rare. Fastball inside. Three balls and a strike to count now. 2-0, Washington leading, last of the third inning at West Palm Beach. The next broadcast will be next Friday evening, when the Senators take on the Orioles in a night game at Miami. Airtime will be 7.45, a curve misses, ball four. And that is the second base on balls issue by Barry Moore, and they both come in this inning. Runners at first and second now, DDA at second. And Alou, Philippe Alou at first, and with two on, here is Felix Mian. And he would like to atone for that play in the field and the top half of this inning, which permitted a couple of runs to come into score. The pitch is a fastball, called strike, knee high on the outside corner. One strike is the count on Felix Mian, Tito Francona, scheduled to hit next. The runners lead, DDA off second, Philippe Alou off first. The infield is pulled in, hoping for a double play ball that would get us out of the inning. The outfield is pulled in, hoping to cut down a runner at the plate. Change, uh, change up is uh, inside and low. Got away from catcher Paul Casanova momentarily, but he made a quick retrieve, and the runners hold. The 
Yes, uh, the broadcast Friday evening against the Orioles at Miami, 7.45 airtime. And then we'll have broadcast next Saturday and Sunday. Give you the games uh, Saturday and Sunday in just a moment. Right now, let's see what happens here. As Felix Mion takes inside, the fastball is missed. Two balls and a strike to count on Felix Mion. Friday's game will be Baltimore, as we told you. Saturday, it'll be the New York Yankees at Fort Lauderdale. Airtime for that one will be 115. Sunday, it'll be the Houston Astros at Pompano Beach. Here's the ball hit out into right field. Right fielder is there to make the catch, and the runners have to hold on. A dead stop. Gauged that one perfectly and stayed with it. It was well hit off the bat of Mian. As a matter of fact, he has hit the ball uh, very hard his first two times up here. The other time, he flew out the left. So it takes some of the pressure off very more now as we have two down with runners at first and second. The Sunday game against Houston will be played at Pompano Beach. That will be a home game for the Senators in spring training. All weekend games, that is to say Saturday and Sunday in spring training, will be aired now. And then the 3rd of April, the Minnesota Twins and the Senators from Orlando will be broadcast. Check of the runners by Barry Moore. No activity down in the bullpen for the Senators, which in would indicate that Barry Moore will go another inning or two a curveball is low and inside Francona has a count now of the ball and no strike Tito Francona will be followed by Hank Aaron should uh, Francona get on two down runners at first and second two nothing Washington leads this ball game last of the third inning Moore throws swung on here's a well hit ball to right field Stroud will have to go back for it has the range now and makes the catch for the out that retires the side. Ed Stroud had to go back and get that one, which was packed very sharply. And even though Moore has been impressive here, his curve has been breaking very sharply, we uh, must tell you that they have hit the ball very well on occasion, but that he has had fine support in the field. So the summary on the last of the third, no runs, no hits, no errors, two runners left on. And after three complete innings of play, the score, the Washington Senators 2, the Atlanta Braves, nothing. How many miles do you usually get from a set of tires? 15, 18, 20,000 miles? How would you like to get up to 15,000 more miles than ever before? Well, B.F. Goodrich has a tire that can give you that much more mileage. The B.F. Goodrich Silvertown Radio. The mileage secret is in the radial cord construction. The cords of the Silvertown radio run parallel to each other, which reduces heat buildup, keeps your tire from shifting and squirming. And you'll save on gas costs, too, because the Silvertown radio rolls so easily. So don't wait another day. Put a set of revolutionary Silvertown radios on your car. You'll soon see why this tire is one of the greatest tire values ever. Give your car and yourself a break. Go with B.F. Goodrich, Silvertown Radios, available right now at the B.F. Goodrich store, 3500 North Fairfax Drive, Arlington, Virginia.
We move to the fourth inning now, and Tappers is ready to pitch to the first hitter, Ken McMullen, for the play-by-play on the next three innings. Here is Ron Mantine. Thank you very much, Shelby. Good afternoon again, baseball fans. First pitch from Bill Tappers to Ken McMullen is outside. Ball one. Outside of Frank Howard, Kenny had the most RBIs in the club last year with 62. Batted 248, hopes for another pretty good season this year. Long, high fly to left field. Here comes Tito Francona. Near the foul line, grabs it for the first out of the inning. So Ken McMullen is a flyout victim to Tito Francona in left field. That brings in Mike Epstein. Mike walked his first time up in the second inning. Well, Pappas has pitched very effectively except for the third inning. Two hits, a sacrifice, and a single by Del Unser. Drove in two runs. The Senators on top by a two-to-nothing score. Pappas in the full windup. Here comes the delivery. A long, high fly to right field. Going back on the ball is Hank Aaron. Now moves over toward the foul line. He's under it. He grabs it for the second out of the inning. And the wind is definitely keeping that ball up in the air. Normally, that ball would have traveled a lot further than that. But Aaron still had to move back about 15 or 20 feet from the fence in right field. Two up, two down. And that brings up Gary Holman. Gary hit into a double play. His first time up in the second inning after Epstein had walked. On the outside corner, a good slider by me. The slider has the same effect as the fastball, except when it comes over the plate, it'll break either in or away from you. And it's a very effective pitch. A little bit low that time, as Pappas couldn't get his uh, change up in there. One and one the count on Gary Holman. Two away here in the top half of fourth inning. Senators on top, two to nothing. Pappas delivers. Swung on as a ground ball down to first base. Tommy Aaron grabs it from the bag for the third out of the inning. And the Senators are three up and three down. The runs, no hits, no errors, none left. At the end of three and a half innings of play, the score is Washington 2, Atlanta nothing. Cap Peterson had a great day yesterday in that 18-5 romp by the Senators over the Atlanta Braves down at Pompano Beach. And Cap Peterson is a ball player who's always had great potential. He has not developed the fully, and we're hoping that this is the year. I asked Cap before the start of today's game if yesterday's performance was the best that he'd ever had as a ball player. As far as with a major league club, yesterday was the best day I'd ever had. Uh, in 1962, however, in the Texas League, uh, I did hit three home runs in one ball game. Uh, however, I only drove in four runs with a three home run. Peterson, who yesterday cracked out three home runs, was on base six times and drove in seven runs. He signed with the New York Giants at the time for $90,000 a bonus, and the club went to the coast. He was named the most valuable player in the Texas League in 1962 when he had 29 home runs, and as he just indicated, three of those came in one game. He led the league with 130 RBIs. He came over to Washington in 1967 from San Francisco. And we're hoping that he will find himself and uh, continue some of that fine home run hitting that he displayed yesterday. We're ready now to go to the last of the fourth inning. It'll be Hank Aaron, Cleet Boyer, and Tommy Aaron. And for more play-by-play, again, here's Ron Mancini. Thank you, Shelby. Barry Moore looking sharp out there on the mound this afternoon for Senators has allowed just one hit. Here's one of the giants of baseball, Hank Aaron. Change up high, ball one. 
Aaron has 510 career home runs. He's gotten them since 1954 when he broke in with the Milwaukee Braves. Just a great ball player. Curve ball outside, ball two. And Barry Moore, who has great respect for Henry Aaron, who has a lifetime batting average of 314 last season. He batted 287, which was an off year for him, but still good as far as baseball hitters were concerned during the 1968 season when pitching dominated. Fouled off out of play, strike one. Two ball, one strike count on Henry Aaron, where's number 44. Looks down to Jim Busby at third base. Then over to first base, where Billy Goodman is doing the coaching for the Braves. The outfield for the Senators. We have Gary Holman in left, Del Unser center, Ed Stroud in right. Ball three, outside, and Aaron with that good eye watches it go by. Around the infield, you have Ken McMullen at third, Eddie Brinkman at short, Frank Coggins at second, Mike Epstein at first, Barry Moore on the mound, Paul Casanova behind the plate. We'll wind up at Barry Moore. The pitch is outside ball four, and Henry Aaron draws a free pass to first base. So the Braves get their leadoff man on, and that brings in Cleet Boyer. He grounded out short to first his first time up in the second inning. Last season, batted 227. Had a real fine year in uh, 67, but fell off considerably last year and was relegated to the bench most of the time. Aaron takes a slight lead from first. Moore at the belt, fires. There's a ground ball down to third. McMullen grabs it. Over to second for one. Coggins relay to first is in time for the double play. So score that 5-4-3 as it goes around the horn from Ken McMullen to Frank Coggins to Mike Epstein. And just like that, Barry Moore finds the base pass deserted. The Braves have two away, and that brings in Tommy Aaron. Tommy's a boy who's lived in Hank's shadow much of his career. Tries to check his swing and fouls it down the first baseline out of play whizzes past the ear of Billy Goodman. New ball put into play by plate umpire Billy Williams. Barry Moore rubs it up a little bit, looks in for his sign from Paul Casanova. Then the full wind up in the pitch, swung on ground ball down to third, McMullen gloves it. He's got it over to first base, in time to Mike Epstein for the third out of the inning. So it's three up and three down for the Atlanta Braves as Barry Moore pitches another strong inning at the end of four full innings to play. The score is Washington 2, Atlanta nothing. Looking ahead at the schedule, it doesn't seem that the start of the season is practically on us. The presidential opener, Monday the 7th of April, will have the New York Yankees and at Kennedy Stadium. Then there will be a day off on the 8th of April, and the Yankees will be in for games on the 9th and 10th, with the game the 9th being a night game. Baltimore will be in starting uh, Friday, the 18th of April, for a three-game set. And then the world champion, Detroit Tigers, will come to Kennedy Stadium on the 21st and 22nd of April. And to be sure that you'll see all of the big games and all of the clubs in the American League through the course of the season, one sure way to do that is to pick up a season ticket plan. And there are five available, and season tickets are on sale right now. In the mezzanine, the box, and reserve grandstand section. So why don't you play it smart and pick up the best seats for the season? There's an executive plan, 
Executive plan number two, a night owl plan, a pick-a-date certificate book. You can use that for gifts or personal use. And then there's a Sunday and a holiday plan. So get in touch with the Senator's ticket office or one of the ticket outlets in the metropolitan Washington area. Right now, we're ready to go to the fifth inning, and again, here's Ron. Thank you, Shelby. Frank Coggins leading it off for the Senators here in the top of the fifth inning. Pappas in the full windup. Coggins draws up as if to bunt, watches it go low and outside, ball one. Pappas trying to get his slider in there, couldn't do it. Frank had problems last year at the plate. Batted just 175 in his relatively few appearances for the Senators. Apparently not quite ready for the big time. Hopefully in a couple years he'll be ready to play. High fly ball to right field. Hank Aaron goes back on the ball. The wind catches it, looks up, and then grabs it for the first out of the inning. So Frank Coggins is retired on a fly ball to Hank Aaron in right field. And Eddie Brinkman, who has one of the three Washington hits, he started off the rally in the third inning when the Senators came up with two runs. Eddie singled to left field. So with one away, he'll have a chance to get something started here against Pappas. Milt's first delivery is a fastball outside. Eddie says that one thing he's been doing more He's been holding back. He hasn't been lunging at the ball as much this year. He feels that was a real difficulty last season. Strike, good pitch by Pappas as he got the curve in there. And we've got a 1-1 count on Eddie Brinkman with one out here in the top of the fifth inning. Senators leading by a 2-0 score. On the outside corner, a good fastball by Milt Pappas. Just wheeled back and fired it in. Brinkman steps out of the batter's box, now moves back in. Checks down with Wayne Tool, a good third. Nellie Fox coaching at first for the Senators. Pappas, a rapid worker, fires again. Swung on ground ball, hopper down to Cleet Boyer at third. He's got it. Over to first base, in time to Tommy Aaron for the second out of the inning. If you're scoring, that's five to three. And coming up to the plate now is Paul Casanova, who kept the rally going in the third inning with a single. Trying to come back from a very poor 1968 season. Batted just 196. Has good potential and could be an all-star catcher. He was two years ago. One on a miss, strike one. As Pappas bent in that curve that time. And Cassie went all the way around on it. One strike count on the Senator catcher. Pappas gets his sign from Bob Didier, delivers again. A check swing that is fouled back into the seats and out of play. And it's a two-strike count. And a real good catch is made out there by one of the fans. Gets a hand from the fair-sized crowd on hand today. While umpire Billy Williams throws a new ball in. Paul Casanova steps out of the batter's box. Ball behind Pappas. There are two away here in the top of the fifth inning. Fouled back into the screen and out of play. So the count remains. No balls, two strikes on Cassie. 
He's wasting a few of Pappas' pitches, and now Milt decides to rub up a new baseball. Boy Hale from Detroit, he broke in to uh, organize ball with Knoxville in 1957. Then he went right to Baltimore that season and was with the Orioles ever since. He only pitched three games in the minor leagues. Little bit low. One ball, two strike count on Paul Casanova. Ball was in the dirt and retrieved by Bob Didier behind the plate. Out right back and hitting just below the broadcast booth here at West Palm Beach. If you're just tuning in, the Senators are on top by a two-to-nothing score. Yesterday, <laughs> the reason for that roar from the crowd, the ball after hitting on the net rolled down just to the edge of the backstop, and it refused to drop back on the field. So it's sitting up there right in front of us. One ball, two strikes to count on Paul Casanova, two away in the top of the fifth. Pappas wheels and deals a fastball just inside. So that evens the count up at two and two on Paul Casanova. He's showing the tenacious ability to stand in there. Fly ball to left field. Vito Francona moves over on it, looks up, and gloves it for the third out of the inning. So the Senators are three up and three down. No runs, no hits, no errors. None left on. At the end of four and a half innings of play, the score is Washington 2, Atlanta nothing. I think it's uh, a good note for Senator fans to note that Barry Moore looks good here today. Joe Coleman has uh, looked good in recent outings. He went five innings up in Dodger Town last week. Camilo Pasquale has also had a couple of impressive outings, so it's nice to know that there's nothing wrong with the arms, at least, of the starting pitchers here in spring training. And uh, it's shaping up very nicely. So Hudson, the pitching coach, is uh, very pleased thus far. It's the way the uh, pitching is shaping up. I spoke with manager Ted Williams before the game and asked him about Camilo Pasquale's performance yesterday. Hey, uh, of course, uh, Camilo Pasquale is a... Uh is a real proven, outstanding pitcher in the big leagues. And, of course, uh, we're letting him kind of pace his own way in spring training. And uh, example, of course, is the way he pitched yesterday, which was outstanding. And uh, he, uh, he starts right off in the spring, throwing a lot of breaking stuff, and he's getting it over. And any time you do that, why, well, he's a pretty good pitcher. Manager Ted Williams discussing Camilo Pasquale. And looking ahead, Jim Hannon and Jim Miles are due to face the Cincinnati Reds in a game tomorrow at Pompano. Joe Coleman and Dick Bosman will face the Houston uh, Texas, the Montreal Expos at Pompano Beach on Tuesday. And Frank Bertana will start against Minnesota at Pompano Beach on Wednesday. So the pitching is coming around now for the Senators. Ted Williams, Sid Hudson, all the other coaches are taking a real good look at all of them. They're happy with what they have seen for the most part so far. We're about ready now to move to the home half of inning number five. Joe Dorito, Bob DDA, and pitcher Milt Pappas are scheduled, but we may have changes. Once again, here's Ron Mancini. Well, one of the big changes is Bill Ortega taking over on the mound for the Senators. 
Phil, uh, after Barry Moore pitched four solid innings. He's also in a position of trying to come back after a very poor 1968 season. Last year, Phil was 5-12 and 12 with an earned run average of 4.97. And with this guy's potential, there's no excuse for a season like that. He realizes he was out of shape much of the year and hopes to rectify the situation. on Barry Moore. He pitched four innings, gave up one hit, struck out three, and walked three, allowed no runs. Jimmy Mason in the shortstop, replacing Ed Brinkman. That's the defensive change in addition to Phil Ortega and the first pitcher to Gil Garrido, leading off for the Braves in the bottom of the fifth inning, is inside ball one. Paul Casanova now goes out to talk to Phil Ortega. Around the infield, we have Ken McMullen at third. It's Jimmy Mason at shortstop. Frank Coggins remains at second. Mike Epstein on first. In the outfield for the Senators, we have Jerry Holman in left, Del Unser in center, and Eddie Stroud in right field. Bill Ortega, his main stock and trade is a good fastball, but Ted Williams is insisting that he come up with a curve this year. Phil says that he can get that curve over, but not with the velocity he'd like on it. Ground ball down to third. McMullen gloves it. Easy play over to first base to Mike Epstein for the first out of the inning. So Phil Ortega faces Gil Garrido, and he is a victim 5-3. to three. Bob Didier, who batted 243 at Greenwood last year and wasn't figured to have much chance at all of sticking with his ball club, but because of the holdout of Frank Torrey, and his sparkling batting in camp so far. DDA batting 600, and he is opening the eyes of a lot of Atlanta people. Ortega's a big windup. The pitch, a changeup that is a little bit inside ball one. Low curve that time by Phil Ortega. His job, get it in there. Control so important in pitching. DDA watches a good curve come right across the heart of the plate for a strike, and it's an even-up count at one and one. We have one out here in the bottom of the fifth. Senators on top by a two-to-nothing score. Del Unser has both RBIs. Strike two call. We pause ten seconds for station identification. This is the Washington Senators Baseball Network. This is WWDC 1260 Washington where weekends are gold. Every third record, a million seller, all weekend long. Low curve is fouled out of play off to the left, and a count remains one ball and two strike on Bob Didier. Phil Ortega now surveys the outfield, turns around, and looks in to catch your ball captain over once again. DDA, a left-handed batter. There's a grounder nubbed down the first baseline. Foul. Twig Williger fields it in front of the Senators' dugout and then moves back inside. Twig was a real fine defensive ball player for the Senators a few years back. One and two the count on DDA. 
As Ortega takes that long look into Casanova, doesn't get the pitch he wants. Now he does, goes into the full windup and delivers. A little bit high and outside, ball two, so we've got an even up count on the Atlanta catcher who gets some dirt on his hands and sets back into the batter's box. Infield playing deep for DDA, who hits pretty well to all field. Wind up by Ortega, the curve is swung on and fouled back out of play. And so the count once again remains two and two, and DDA again steps out of the batter's box. Well, DDA has given the Chiefs something to work with here. One away. Here in the bottom of the fifth, Senators leading by a two-nothing score. Got 18 big runs yesterday and whomping the Braves 18 to five. Two-two pitch. Oh, just a little bit inside as the Chief put that one uh, right down. Uh, he thought down the middle. He wasn't too pleased with the call by plate umpire Billy Williams. But nonetheless, it's a 3-2 count. The strings run out on DDA as Ortega again looks into Casanova for the sign. Full lined up. The pitch. Swung on and lined into center field for a base hit as DDA gets good lumber on the ball. Sends it into center where it's retrieved by Del Unser, thrown back to Frank Coggins who in turn tosses it over to Jimmy Mason. That's the first hit off Ortega. John Burns will be tenth hitting here for the pitchers, Ron. John Burns batting for Milt Pappas. He played right here at West Palm Beach last year, batted 3-11. Left-handed batter, first pitch is swung on top back in the screen, strike one. Braves have a runner, Bob DDA, on at first base as a result of a single into center field. Ortega now stretches, checks the runner. Epstein not holding him too close with a left-hand batter up there. The pitch swung on as a line drive into right field. It's Stroud racing in. He has to let it drop in front of him for a single. And Burns gets on with a single to right field. And the Braves have men on first and second base with one away. And the batter is Philippe Alou. He was called out on strikes his first time up in the first inning. He walked in the third. Lou playing center field. That's the third hit of the ball game, so the hits are all even. The Senators still on top by a 2-0 score, with Ortega running into some trouble here. As DDA got a single to center, and then Burns came up with a single to right field that uh, fell in front of Ed Stroud. Ortega checks the runners to lead away. The slow curve is high. Ball one. Paul Casanova stands up and fires that back to Ortega on the mound. Philippe Alou, a 3-17 batter for the Braves in 68. One of the better outfielders in the National League. Line drive into left field. That's going to get one run in. Olin fielding the ball. Fires to the... A good throw by Gary Holman. Keeps... Uh, the base runner, DDA, on at third. A great throw by Gary Holman. 
It looked like that run was going to come in for sure, but Holman, with a good arm, rifled it to the plate, and as a result, DDA had to hold up at third base. The Braves now have the bases loaded with one away, and that's going to bring in Felix Mion. They'll credit Gary Holman with a fine throw, but the Chief is already laboring here this afternoon at West Palm Beach, having his trouble, the bases loaded and one out. Beyond the batter, fastball lined in right field for a base hit. Here comes CDA with run number one, and a good throw from Ed Stroud, cut off by Mike Epstein. The bases remain loaded as Burns goes down to third base. Alou hustles down to second. And Felix Mion is on his first base with a single to right field. So it's a two-to-one game now, and the Senators still have lots of work cut out for them with only one away here in the bottom of the fifth inning. Vito Francona, the batter, and this guy's been just amazing for Atlanta. He batted 286 last season. Many thought that his baseball days were over, but he's, he's really found a rebirth down in Atlanta. Maybe he's discovered the fountain of youth. Bases loaded. We're taking a full windup. The pitch is a curve, a little bit low, ball one. Well, the Braves really on the warpath here in the bottom of the fifth inning. It's a two-to-one ball game. The Senators still leading, but Atlanta has the bases loaded. Ortega again into the full windup. Here comes the delivery. Change up that is a little bit high, and it's a two-ball. No strike count on Tito Francona. Burns on third, Alou on second, Mion on first. Line down the left field line, but foul. And they're starting to come around pretty well on Ortega here. He got Garrido on a ground out, but since then, he hasn't been able to get anyone out. Four straight singles. Outside, ball three, a 3-1 three count on Tito Francona. And Phil, there's no place to put him. One more bad pitch, and this ball game's tied. Two to one, the Senators leading. Ortega shakes off one sign from Casanova. This is a very important pitch. He's not only got to get the ball over, but he's got to get it over with something on it. Low ball four, and Ortega walks in the run as Burns crosses the plate with run number two. Philippe Alou moves over to third, Felix Mion down to second, and Tito Francona on his first base with a base on ball. And who would you least like to pitch to in a situation like this? You say Hank Aaron? Well, you've got Aaron with the bases loaded and one out. One of the all-time great ball players in baseball. A certainty for the Hall of Fame when his career is over. And he's still got some good baseball left in him. Curve swung on, foul back. Casanova going back after it. Can't quite get it as it hits on the roof of the press box. One strike on Hank Aaron. Hank wears number 44 on the back of the white Braves pinstripe. Bases are loaded. Alou over at third. 
Billick-Leon at second, Tito Francona on at first. Four singles and a walk have tied the score here in the bottom of the fifth inning for Atlanta. Ortega looking in for a sign from Paul Casanova, the full windup and the pitch. A curve that's outside and it's an even up count at one and one. Infield in double play depth. The pitch. Long high fly to left field. Gary Holman moves over near the foul line. Circles away as the wind takes it. Grabs it in foul territory. Here comes the out. The throw. He is out at the plate. As Felipe Lou tried to score. And for the second time this inning, Gary Holman has uncorked a beautiful throw from left field. And that retires the side. But not before the Atlanta Braves come up with two runs on four hits. There were no errors. And two men left on base. The score... At the end of five full innings of play is Atlanta 2 and the Senators 2. Atlantic dealers are bringing you fine china from across the sea. Elegant, delicate, beautiful. China that you'll be proud to display on your table. But the big, big news is this. This excitingly beautiful china is yours for fantastically low price. Lower than you'd believe possible. Now, through an exclusive offer at participating Atlantic stations, you can purchase a four-piece place setting of fine china at an unbelievably low price with each eight gallons of gasoline. Now, this offer may vary in some states. Each four-piece place setting consists of a cup, saucer, dinner plate, and a salad plate. This fine china is called Golden Rhapsody. Each delicate piece captures the beauty and good taste and sets itself for many times the price. Accessory pieces to complete your fine china set can also be purchased at your participating Atlantic dealer for an amazingly low price. And if you'd like to charge your Golden Rhapsody dishes on your Atlantic Richfield credit card, be our guest. Jimmy Mason, who will be batting for... Um Batting in the spot that was uh, vacated. By Barry Moore. Will be the leadoff batter for Washington. Phil Ortega will be batting in the spot vacated by Eddie Brinkman. So it will be uh, Ortega batting in the seventh position. And Jimmy Mason batting in the ninth position. He'll be leading off against Gary Niebauer. Niebauer had a 3-3 three three record with Richmond last year. He's another one of the young, brave farmhands you want to take a long look at. He had a 3.07 earned run average. He's a 6'3", 195-pound right-hander from Billings, Montana. That's the same hometown as Dave McNally of the Baltimore Orioles, who was the leading pitcher next to Denny McClain in the American League last year. First pitch by Niebauer is swung on a miss by Mason, strike one. Calling balls and strikes behind the plate is Billy Williams, John Flaherty down at first, Ed Sudol at second, and Larry Barnett over at third. Niebauer, a low, slow windup, a good fastball. is swung on a miss, strike two. So Jimmy Mason in the hole. No balls, two strikes. Two to two the score, top of the sixth inning. 
Del Unser on deck. Ed Stroud in the hole. Nibauer again. Little bit low. And inside. As that breaking pitch broke in on Jimmy Mason. Braves started out with right-hander Milt Pappas, who went four innings, gave up two runs. Inside, ball two, and it's an even-up count of two and two on Jerry Niebauer. There's a line drive into right center field. Chasing it down is Hank Aaron. Rifles the ball back into second base. And Jimmy Mason is on with a solid single to right center field. That Hank Aaron, the right fielder, raced over on chase down, grabbed with a bare hand, and then fired back into the infield, holding Mason to a single. Del Unser, who's had a good afternoon, he grounded out uh, first base uh, unassisted his first time up in the first inning. Then he singled home two runs in the third. Mason leads away from first base. Unser, rookie of the year last year by Sporting News, one of the coming ball players in the majors, graduate of Mississippi State, going for his master's in mathematics, a very intelligent young man. One of the fine defensive outfielders in the American League led the outfielders in assists last season. Nebauer checks the base runner Mason, delivers, swung on, fouled out of play, and it's a one-and-one one count on Del Unser. Ed Stroud swinging a bat in the on-deck circle. Wayne Jewelager at third, feeding signs down to Jimmy Mason, leading away from first. Nellie Fox, the first base coach for the Senators. Nebauer checks Mason, not thinking too much of a lead. Here comes the pitch. Strike two on the outside corner. As Unser lets that curveball go on the outside corner uncontested. One ball and two strikes on Del Unser, the Senator center fielder. None away here in the top of the sixth inning in a tie ball game, two to two. Throw over to first base and Mason dives back in. Tommy Aaron playing first base for the Braves. Round the infield. It's uh, Tommy Aaron at first, Felix Mian at second, Gil Garrido at short, and Cleet Boyer at third. In the outfield, Guido Francona in left, Felipe Lou in center, Hank Aaron in right. Nebauer again checks Mason leading away from first. Jimmy with good speed. Here's the pitch. Swung on right back to Nebauer on the mound. He throws over to second for one. Back to first. Not in time for the double play. Del Unser with good speed down the line gets to first base before the double play can be completed, but it eliminates the lead man and brings in Ed Stroud. One down here in the top of the sixth inning. Mason is eliminated. One to six to three. Fielder's choice on the play. Del Unser now grabs the lead on first base. Nebauer checks him. Delivers to Stroud. It's a little bit outside ball one. Breaking pitch outside. 
Ground ball down to second. Toledo charges, throws to first. In time, a great play. Real good play that time by Gil Garrido at second base. Threw over to first base in time for the out. And there are two away as Delonso moves down to second. Delonso halfway around. Ken McMullen the batter. Two away. Here in the top of the sixth inning. Tie ball game. The Braves have out hit the Senators 5-4. to four. On the outside corner, breaking pitch, strike one. And Ken McMullen steps out of the batter's box. Just now, stepping back in. One of the better third basemen in the American League. Nebauer checks on through. Here comes the pitch. Swung onto the ground ball down to short. Dorito throws over to first base in time for the out, and the side is retired. So in that inning, we have no runs, one hit, no errors, one man left at the end of five and a half innings of play to score Atlanta 2 and the Senators 2. Cleve Boyer, the leadoff batter for Atlanta, he grounded it short in the second. He hit into a double play third to second to first in the fourth. 0 for 2. Boyer batting 222 coming into this afternoon's game. Phil Ortega on the mound. His first inning was not too impressive. He gave up two runs and four hits, allowing Atlanta to tie it up here at West Palm Beach. As the crowds remain over this municipal stadium, could have some rain. It's expected later on. Hopefully it will hold off until the... Uh, game can be completed here. Checking the Senators' defensive alignment, we have Mike Epstein at first, Frank Coggins at uh, second, Jimmy Mason at short, Ken McMullen at third, Gary Holman in left field. He's made two great throws to uh, avert two runs here. Del Unser in uh, center, Ed Stroud in right. Behind the plate, Paul Casanova, Phil Ortega on the mound. Umpire Larry Barnett or uh, Billy uh, Williams, rather, the plate umpire, calls timeout as Cleet Boyer got something in his eye. Now time back in as Ortega gets the big target from Casanova, the pitch. High pop up to the infield. Jimmy Mason signals Ken McMullen away, and the shortstop grabs it for the first out of the inning. So one up and one down as Boyer is retired on a pop up to shortstop Jimmy Mason. And Tommy Aaron, who was called out on strikes in the second and grounded out third to first in the fourth, steps in for Atlanta. Braves tied it up in the bottom of the fifth. They're now batting in the bottom half of the sixth inning. This ball game's moving right along here. Ron Menchin along with Shelby Whitfield bringing it your way from West Palm Beach. Ball one. Breaking pitch. Missed the outside corner. Another breaking pitch is inside, and it's a two-ball, no-strike count on Tommy Aaron. At a 2.44 average last year, Ortega peers into Casanova three sign. Gets one he likes and delivers. Breaking pitch, swung on a miss, strike one, and Ortega 
who is experimenting a great deal with that breaking pitch this afternoon, has been using it probably 75% of the time. He's concentrating on the curve. Ted Williams wanted him to come up with one. As a matter of fact, he insisted that he did. Next pitch. That was a fastball a little bit outside. Ball three, and it's a 3-1 count on Tommy Aaron with one away in the bottom of the sixth inning. Casanova retrieves the ball, which got away from him a few feet. Fires it back to Ortega on the mound. Outfield playing Tommy Aaron straight away. Line drive off McMullen's glove, and it's going into foul territory. That's going to be at least one. There goes Tommy Aaron digging for second. He is going to be in at second base with a stand-up double. Ken McMullen leaped for it. It went off his glove and rolled into foul territory about 30 feet down the uh, left field line. And Tommy Aaron comes up with a double to uh, give the Braves someone in scoring position with Gil Garrido, the shortstop, the batter. He struck out and grounded out to third in two previous trips to the plate. Tommy went around to the ground ball down to McMullen. He digs it out of the dirt. Holds the runner at second, throws over to Mike Epstein at first base for the second out of the inning. So there's two away. Scoring at 5-3, to three, Ken McMullen to Mike Epstein, the third baseman of the first baseman. And the batter is now Bob Didier. Bob walked and singled and scored a run. He scored in the fifth when the Braves tied it up. Senators broke out on top, 2 to nothing in the third. Braves tied it in the last of the fifth. Tommy Aaron still down at second. Pegas delivers a curve that's inside... A dandy play by Epstein at first. He's improved his field considerably. That throw from Mike Mullen was in the dirt. He dug it out nicely. Yeah, Mike has really come along as a fielder. Uh, he was a little bit sloppy uh, when he first broke in, mainly because he spent most of his career in the outfield. A little bit low, ball two. Two ball, no strike count. On the batter, Bob Didier. The Baltimore Orioles had him in the outfield. Then they moved him to first base. And the Senators like him in first base. That's where he's going to be safe and hopefully having a good year. Curve, good pitch that time by the Chief, who got it on the outside corner. And that was a big one to get over. Two balls and one strike on the batter, Bob Didier. Very pesky hitter. Coming into this game batting 600 and hadn't hurt himself too much. He's uh, one for one. He's increased that 600 average a little bit. Ortega fires. Line drive into right field. Stroud races in. Has to play it on one hop. Here comes Stroud throw to the plate. Here comes Tommy Aaron digging for the plate. Casano puts a tag on him, and he is out. A great throw from Ed Stroud. And the sliding Tommy Aaron is out at the plate, and the score remains 2-2. Two to two. Two hits, no errors, and one man left on base. The score at the end of six minutes play, the Senators two, and the Atlanta Braves two. The one thing that the Senators have specialized in this afternoon is fine throwing by the outfielders. Jerry Holman 
made two magnificent throws in the fifth inning, and the Braves would have come up with more than two runs had it not been for Holman's great arm in left field, and Ed Stroud uncorked a real good throw that time to keep Tommy Aaron from scoring from second base on that single to right. So let's credit the Senators' defense this afternoon with some heads-up play as the Senators now find themselves locked in a 2-2 game with the Atlanta Braves here at West Palm Beach. It's been an interesting ball game, a well-pitched game. We've seen good pitching on the part of both teams and fine defense. Gary Nebauer taking his warm-up tosses. Bob Didier gets ready to step in there behind the plate. Burns, uh, who was a pinch hitter earlier and singled for Atlanta, came in from the bullpen to catch Nebauer as he warmed up. better for the Senators in the top of the seventh inning will be Mike Epstein. Mike so far in the game is 0 for 1. Let's see if we can get something started and once again we call in our broadcasting partner, the voice of the Washington Senators, Shelby Whitfield. Shell, Epstein stands in and we're ready to go on the top of the seventh inning. Well, old buddy, you lost my lead. I gave you a 2-0 lead there. You better work on that. Don't get 2-2 is the score. Top of the seventh. A slow jug-handled curve hangs up high. And it's a ball and no strike to Mike Epstein. He'll be followed by Gary Holman and Frank Coggin. Neubauer pitched at Richmond for most of last season. Swing and a miss on a fastball. Epstein had a good cut but missed it. One and one, the count. The Atlanta Braves and our Washington Senators from Municipal Stadium in West Palm Beach, Florida. Home training site of the Braves and the Montreal Expos. Nebauer, the right-handed, ready to work. Kicks and here's the pitch. It's a little low. Two and one, the count. We anticipate that Nebauer will be followed to the mound by Mike McQueen, another rookie pitcher. McQueen, not even on the roster, but one of the minor league farmhands invited to camp. The next pitch, swung on, ground ball, down to the first base, and Aaron has it on two hops. Throws to the pitcher covering in time with the out, and Epstein's retired. So Niebauer, very alertly covering first. With one down and nobody on, and the score nodded at 2-2, Gary Holman, who has shown us that he has a fine arm today, is the hitter. And Ed Stroud, in that last inning, saved a run as he fired a ball to the plate. And Casanova looked good at the plate in putting both of those throws on would-be a run. Pitch from the bar is low and outside ball one. One and oh. Nebar, we hear it pronounced both ways, but I haven't had a chance to talk with Gary yet, had a 3-3 record at Richmond. An ERA of 3.07. Here's his next pitch. Swung on and missed. Breaking pitch. And Holman couldn't get it. Coggin scheduled to be the next hitter. And then Ortega would be listed behind him. Ortega has had fine support 
to be quite candid, he has not been sharp. Here comes the next pitch to Holman. Fastball misses inside. Two balls and a strike. And Ortega is one of the question marks in the spring. And he needs to come around if the Senators are to have a good, strong staff. Here's the pitch. Swung on. A ball hit out into center field. When he carries it into left center, might drop. Center fielder has the range now and makes the catch for the out. A long run and a fine put out. Philippe Alou stayed with it all the way. And Philippe Alou is working himself into condition here. He hasn't played too much. Frank Coggins, the left-handed batter, comes in. Two up and two down here in the top of the seventh inning. The Senators two, the Braves two. Coggins is 0 for 2 in the ballgame, lined out to second, and flied out to right. Here's the pitch to him, blowing away, ball one. If you join us late, the weather here is partly cloudy to completely cloudy on occasion. Not much sunshine this afternoon, but a balmy 73 degrees, and the wind from the east to the southeast, 15 to 20 miles an hour. The next pitch is inside. Coggins had to lean out of there. Nobody on base. The infield and outfield in normal position. In the outfield for the Braves, it's Francona in left. Felipe Lou in center. Hank Aaron in right. The infield. Cleet Boyer at third. Gil Garrido at short. Felix Mion at second. Tommy Aaron at first. Pitch is low for a ball. 3-0 and the count now on Frank Coggins. So Niebauer is behind. Rookie Bob Didier behind the plate. And another rookie, Gary Niebauer, on the mound. Mill Papa started, gave up two runs. Pitches a fastball up high, and Coggins will go to first base for the walk. That is the first walk by Gary Niebauer. So with the runner at first base, Phil Ortega apparently will bat for himself. Ortega comes to the plate. We just received word that the paid attendance for today's game is 1,227. Not bad for an exhibition game. 1,227. Because there's been a threat of rain here today. The forecaster said at noon that there was a 40% chance of showers in the West Palm Beach area. So far, they have not come down. We hope they hold off. Pitch is swung on and foul back by Ortega. No play on the ball. Strike one is the count. Bill Ortega is making his second appearance of the season. He was not impressive in his first outing, but he has great potential. He was the outstanding pitcher on the Senators' club two years ago. And in spite of a record of 10-10, he had a good ERA of just about even three. Curveball is in there for called strike. Knee high on the outside corner. That caught, uh, caught Ortega falling out of the box. But the pitch broke the other way and was a strike on the corner. The infield is moving in just a bit. Of course, there are two outs. No opportunity for a double play here, but they're pulled in a bit anyway. Fastball misses outside. A ball and two strikes to count on pitcher Phil Ortega. Well, the throwing here by Gary Holman and Ed Stroud today 
has been superb. Two men have been thrown out at the plate. Throw the first base is not in time as Coggins gets back in there. He's being held on by Tommy Aaron. Here's a check of the runner. Nebauer pitches from the stretch position. Here's a ball hit out into center field. It's got to be in there for a base hit. Coggins rounds second. He's on the way to third. The throw comes in from Alou, and it's not in time as he slides in under the throw, and holding on at first base for the solid single is Phil Ortega, the pitcher. So Ortega helps his own cause and keeps the inning alive here in the top of the seventh. Coggins did not hesitate at second. Wayne Williger was giving the sign down there, and he did not have the halt sign, so Mr. Coggins, who has pretty good speed, turned it on, fed into third, and had to slide under the throw. It was a good throw that came in from the center fielder, Philippe Lou. So now we have runners at the corners. Coggins on third, Ortega on at first. Ortega has done the warm-up jacket down there to uh, prevent his arm from getting tight. And now we have Tommy Mason. Or is that Mason? Let's check. No, that is Casanova at the plate. Mason is due to hit after him. Could he get on? Casanova at the plate, batting right-handed. First pitch to him misses outside, and it's the ball, 1-0. and oh. Two to two is the score. The Senators and the Braves are all knotted up in the top of the seventh inning. Humidity here, 66% today. Here's a pitch, swung on and grounded down past third. Base hit. Off the glove of the shortstop, a run is in to score as Coggins puts his foot on the plate and the Senators lead three to two. Ortega went down to second and held on there and on his first with the base hit is Paul Casanova. And Casanova is two for three today has driven in a run and has scored a run. So the Senators jump back on top here in the seventh inning. An RBI for Paul Casanova. And here is Tommy Mason, the 18-year-old shortstop. Ted Williams entered him in the ball game for Eddie Brinkman a couple of innings back. The pitch to Mason is up high. Keep an eye on Tommy Mason. He's only 18. He's got to play ball in the minors somewhere this year. He has to play ball to develop. But in a couple of years, this man could be the regular shortstop for the Senators and could be quite a major leaguer. Pitch is swung on and foul back into the screen just below us. Strike one. That evens the count at one and one. He and Jim Walker, the fine catcher, are the two fines in the count this year. People that uh, had not been expected to do well, but pleasant surprises for Ted Williams and all of the Senators. So Casanova has come through here with a hit. Ortega came through with a hit. Pitch is popped up foul back out of play behind us, and the count goes to one and two. Of course, it was the walk to Frank Coggins that resulted in the trouble for Gary Niebauer. And as Mel Watt used to say, those base on balls will kill you. And we've seen it. And the games that we've seen here in spring training thus far, the walk, have hurt the pitchers more than anything else. And that's what hurt Ortega earlier when he gave up a walk. Pitcher swung on. Here's a ground ball on one hop. Back to the pitcher. He runs over to first and then flips over to Aaron for the putout that retires the side. But not before the Senators pick up a run to regain the lead. The summary on the top of the seventh inning, one run on two base hits. There were no errors, 
one runner was left stranded, or make that two runners left stranded. And the score at the end of six and one-half innings of play here at West Palm Beach in Florida, the Washington Senators three, the Atlanta Braves two. And now the bright new sound of the new horizon. Another winner in the Schaefer Talent Hunt. This is WWBC 1260 Washington, where mornings find Fred Fisk sharing coffee and traffic reports with Captain Dan and you. We move to the last of the seventh inning now. Phil Ortega is completing his warm-up tosses for the Senators. The first hitter that he'll be facing in the last of the seventh inning will be the leadoff man, Philippe Lou, to be followed by Felix Mion and Tito Francona. Lumen Harris, the manager of the Atlanta Braves, told me before the start of the game that he's going to have to start playing some of his regulars now. He's been looking at kids all the time. And even though he wants to uh, look at a few of the more impressive ones, the regulars will be in there. First pitch is a strike. Good breaking pitch from Phil Ortega. Alou had an idea, but held up, and it was a called strike. Three to two, the Nats lead it. When the last of the seventh, Ortega comes back with another pitch that is low, bouncing in the dirt in front of the plate, and that squares the count at one and one. Well, we told you prior to the broadcast that we would not have a lot of home runs hit here the way we did yesterday when Cap Peterson knocked out three because the wind has been blowing in for the most part. And this is a big ballpark to begin with. There have been some sharply hit balls, but they've been caught, and those that haven't have resulted in outs on a couple of occasions at the plate. The pitch is swung on, and that is fouled down in the dirt. A ball and two strikes, the count, on Philippe Alou. Felix Mion is in the on-deck circle, so apparently he will hit. Ortega bends over low, has the sign from Casanova. Here's the kick and the pitch, swung on and fouled down into the dirt. A ball and two strikes is the count on Philippe Lou. Phil Ortega had a record of 5-12 and 12 last year. He was 10-10 and 10 the year before, 12-12 and 12 the year before that, and 12-15 and 15 the year before that. All for the Senators. Fastball is outside. The count's two and two. 
and Ortega, Ortega has the capabilities and potential to become a good pitcher. But he was very disappointing last season. Here's a breaking pitch outside, ball three, and now the count's full at three and two. And among those counted on to be starters, Ortega probably has more to prove to Ted Williams and Sid Hudson than anyone else. Here's ball four. That's the second walk issued by Phil Ortega. So Alou starts it off with a base on balls here in the seventh inning, and that is what a manager doesn't want to see. Felix Mion stands in now. Mion in this ball game has flied out twice. He drove in a run with a single back in the fifth inning. He'll be followed by Tito Francona. Three to two is the score. The Senators lead. This is Alou. Alou is the hitter right now. And he walked the pitcher, Kneeball. So this is a little in the pitch inside for a ball. One and oh, the count. So the base runner is Kneeball. Next offering from Ortega is low for a ball. So we have no outs. The runner on his first base. And Philippe Alou is the hitter. Felix Neon will be the next hitter up. Washington has not trailed in this ballgame. They led 2 nothing. They got a couple of runs early in the ballgame in the third inning. Pitches inside and almost hit him. Alou had to bail out of there in a hurry. Three and O is the count. And again, Ortega is having control problems. And we have some activity down in the Senators' bullpen at the moment. I know that Sid Hudson and Ted Williams wanted to go with two pitchers in this one if they could. Fastball up high, ball four. And now we're in trouble as taking second base is Niebauer, who walked. And now Alou goes to first for the walk. And with nobody down, Felix Neon is scheduled to be the hitter. Tito Francona is due to bat after Mion. So, Ortega has his work cut out for him here. A right-hander is getting warm. Why don't you put the glasses on him, Ron? Let's see if we can pick up his numeral. Two right-handers are getting ready. I see Sid Hudson looking over the uh, pitches of both of them. There's no activity in the Atlanta bullpen. Here's the pitch, and attempted bunt is fouled back as Mian was trying to move up both runners. We could not tell where he wanted to place the bunt down the first base side or the third base side. He had squared away. But uh, just got a little bit of the ball on the bat, a tick, and it went right straight back over the plate umpire, Billy Williams, and the catcher, Paul Casanova. That right hander is Dennis Higgins out there, Shelby. Dennis Higgins, who expects to be one of the uh, bullpen stalwarts for the Senators this year, is getting warm. And we'll try to pick up the other one for you as we can. Casey Cox, Dave Baldwin, and Dennis Higgins 
form the uh, bullpen core at the moment. Of course, there may be later changes. The pitch is bunted to the first baseman. He may go to uh, third. He does in time for the out there. A fine play by Mike Epstein as he charged that ball like a cat. And Vic Mike fired over to McMullen. And they got the lead runner, which was the thing to do. As Niebauer was erased. The play going three to five. But still, we have runners at second and at first. As Mian is on. On the fielder's choice. So it was not a successful sacrifice by Felix Mion. Tito Francona, a big left-handed hitting outfielder and first baseman, stands in and sends a ground ball into right field for the base set. One run will come in to score. Child is up with it. And here comes the throw to third, and holding up there is Felix Mion, but it's a tie ball game at 3-3. As Tito Francona came through with his second hit of the day, both singles, but this is a big one. As it knocked in Philippe Lou with a goal with the uh, tying run here, and the potential go-ahead run is down at third base. And the version of Felix Mion. So runners are at the corners now. Francona at first, Mion at third, and Henry Aaron, the ever-dangerous Henry Aaron, is the hitter. Well, Ortega walked a couple of men, and it got him in trouble. We're in the top of the seventh inning. It is 3-3 now. Here comes the pitch, and it is low and away from Ortega. We asked Ortega before the game what pitches he uses. That was a three-man pitch. from a fastball, curveball, and changeup. Phil Ortega. Out on the mound right now. Here's the pitch. Strike. Call strike, knee high, across the middle of the plate. Henry Aaron did not like the looks of it and took it. One ball and one strike to count on hammering Hank Aaron. He's been one of the great ones for many, many years. We could go down this guy's records until, well, the sun goes down tomorrow. Next offering is low for a ball. It's two and one now. We've had no rain, but we've had the threat of rain here in Florida this afternoon. There was a 40% chance of rain when we started this ball game, but so far it's held off. The next pitch is swung on. Here's the ball hit into center field. Hunter should have this one. He waits now. Comes in on it as the wind brings it back. He makes the catch. The throw comes toward the plate, but the runner will score, and Atlanta has taken the lead. As Hank Aaron gets in a run from third, Felix Mion coming in after the catch by Unter. So the Braves take the lead, four to three. Francona held on at first base on the play. It's an RBI and a sacrifice fly for Hank Aaron. Will not count at the time at bat. He got good wood on it. Aaron went, uh, rather, Unser went back a few steps and then saw that the wind was going to hold it up and came in a little bit to get it. But it gets in a run, which is what Hank wanted to do. Throw to first is not in time as Francona moves it back in. He didn't have a big lead, but Ortega just wanted to tell him that he knew it was there. It's Cleet Boyer hitting right-handed now, crouching at the plate. Another throw to first, not in time as Francona moves it back. 
Neither play was close. Francona just stepped back on the bag instead of going in with a hand. Curveball gets away from Casanova and going to second is Tito Francona, where he'll be in scoring position. I think it'll be charged to pass ball on the catcher. I don't believe it hits in the dirt. I think it just squirted away from Paul Casanova. We'll call it a pass ball for the moment. And if there's a different version of that, we'll pass it along to you as soon as it's made available to us. Two down with runner at second base. Two runs in here. In the seventh inning for the Atlanta Braves as they have taken the lead for the first time in this ballgame, four to three. Breaking pitch to a Boyer is low and away. Two and oh, the count on Cleet Boyer. A couple of the uh, pitchers for the Senators are doing some running in the outfield now, sprinting from right over to center. They will stop there and run back the other way. George Susie is in charge of conditioning for this ball club, and he does a fine job. Here's a ground ball down the third. Bad hop at McMullen has it, throws the first in time of the out, and the side is retired. Good play by McMullen, who stayed with that one. He took it on the second hop. And the uh, second hop was not a good one. Not tailor-made for him. He had to uh, jump up a little bit for it as it appeared to hit a pebble or something. But a good play, and the side is retired, but not before the damage has been done. As a summary, on the last of the seventh inning, Reed, two runs on one base hit. No errors. And one runner left on. So at the end of seven complete innings of play, our score is the Atlanta Braves 4, the Washington Senators 3. Well, there's another example of how the base on balls can kill you. Phil Ortega walked the first two batters to face in that inning, and it paid off with two runs, although Mike Epstein made a very fine play to eliminate the lead runner, Nybar, with a fine throw over to third baseman Kenny McMullen on an attempted bunt by Felix Mion, but... Tito Francona's single and a sacrifice fly by Hank Aaron accounted for the two runs in the inning as Atlanta takes a 4-3 lead at the end of seven frames. Interestingly enough, the first four men in the Atlanta lineup are sharing the RBIs. Felipe Lou has one, Felix Mion has one, Tito Francona has one, and Hank Aaron has one. The Braves have a devastating batting attack. There's no question about that. And they figure to be even stronger this year because they have Rico Cardi back after he missed all of the 68 season with tuberculosis. The one weak point on the Braves ball club could be their pitching, and this will be an interesting factor to determine as the National League season gets underway in less than a month. The leadoff batter for the Senators will be center fielder Del Unser. Here once again, the voice of the Washington Senators, Shelby Whitfield. Shell? Hunter stands in there, batting left-handed. Let's see what he does. No one on here. He might try to drag for a base hit. We need a run now to tie this one up. Playing catch-up ball for the first time today. This from Abel is a fastball inside. And Hunter did square as if he wanted to bunt. He'll be followed by Ed Stroud and Ken McMullen. The win now is whipping in almost from center. Short is here behind home plate. Her vantage point is quite high here in municipal field. And the wind is coming in to us. Fastball is on the inside corner. Letter high for a call strike. Billy Williams really bellows out those strikes. 
Of course, uh, you in the Washington area do not have a chance to watch him work too often because he is a member of the Amer- uh, rather the National League umpiring corps. They split it up in the training games, as you may know, two from each league. Here comes the next pitch, and here is that front down third, and it goes foul. Had that stayed foul, he would have had a base hit. State fair, rather. He would have had a base hit because he had a good jump, and I don't think anyone could have fielded that one at all. A ball and two strikes, and the big danger of a bunt here for Atlanta goes to the boards with Hunter uh, having the two strikes on him. With Barry Moore earlier in the game, with a sacrifice situation, did bunt with two strikes, but it's a different situation now. The wind continues to whip in here. We've had gusts up to 20 miles an hour today. And there have been many complaints about the weather this year in Florida, but it's been the same for all teams. Pitchers inside, Unser backed out of there. Two balls and two strikes to count. Atlanta four, Washington three. We're in the top of the eighth inning of play. Nobody out, nobody on. Bell Unser, the leadoff hitter, is up there. Got to have a run here to tie this ball game up. This is the next to last inning for the Senators. Pitches low for a ball, and now it's 3-2. So maybe Dell can work a walk here, which would be good. The Willigers going through all kinds of signs down in the third base coaching box. Nellie Fox, the coach down at first. Sid Hudson, the pitching coach, is out in the bullpen where a couple of Senator pitchers continue to warm up. Here's a ground ball down the first baseline. It is foul, and the count remains 3-2. Washington jumped in front in this ballgame. 2-0 by getting a brace of runs in the third inning. And off the wildness, and some base hits off Phil Ortega in the last of the fifth. Atlanta tied it up at 2-2. Washington regained the lead in the top of the seventh, picking up a single run to take a 3-2 lead. But then Atlanta bounced back in the last of the seventh to score two runs and take the lead for the first time in this ballgame, 4-3. to three. Niebauer, the pitcher, kicks, and here's his pitch. Swung on, and here's a base hit out into center field. Waiting for it there on the first hop is Philippe Lou, and we've got something cooking. As Dell Hunter uh, waits him out and found the pitch that he wanted and rifled the base hit out into center field, and the leadoff man is on at first base now. He'll be held there by Tommy Aaron. So that is the seventh base hit of the afternoon for the Senators. So let's see what the strategy will be now as Ed Stroud, a good speedster, left-handed hitter, stands in. Hunter, a good lead, and a throw goes over from Nebauer, and he got back in time. It was not a close play, but Nebauer, fully aware of the speed of Del Hunter, wants to keep him close. Here comes the pitch. It's up high for a ball. 1-0 and oh, the count on Ed Stroud. Stroud today walked his first trip up. He hit into a double play in the third inning, grounded out in the sixth, so he's 0 for 2. 1 and 0 the count on Ed Stroud. Stroud came from the Senators from the White Sox. Here's a fly ball hit deep in the center field, but Philippe Ballou should have the range and does. Makes the catch for out number one here in the top of the eighth inning. Hunter hustles back to first, and with one down, the hitter will be Ken McMullen. McMullen is playing in his fourth game. 
He has hit very well, considering the fact that he's not been up there too much. But he indicated to us yesterday he feels that it's been a matter of luck as much as anything else because he still doesn't feel good at the plate. Epstein is scheduled to hit after McMullen. Ken McMullen flied out to the left twice and grounded out, so he's over three. Cuts and misses on a fastball. Strike one. The outfield, not too deep at the moment. In left field, it is Francona. Felipe Lou is in center. Hank Aaron in right. Aaron is very shallow in right field. Alou is shallow and fanned uh, around into left center. The only deep outfielder is Tito Francona. And the wind would help a ball hit in that direction. The pitch is a fastball up high. A ball and one strike, the count, on Ken McMullen. Big Frank Howard uh, expects to be playing in about a week. He's working very hard. He had a good workout yesterday. Spent a lot of time on the field. And, of course, the Senators have missed his bat so far in the game's played. Here's a foul back into the netting. And the count on McMullen is one and two. As a left-hander getting warm down in the Braves' bullpen now, and it could be that we will have another pitcher for Gary Nebauer. As we indicated earlier, Mike McQueen, a minor leaguer, was scheduled to come in here and mop up today. He's a left-hander, and that is a left-hander in the bullpen. Pitch is low for the ball. That evens the count at 2-2. Shelby left-hander Jan Dukes is warming up for the Senators. Dennis Higgins is warming up earlier, but it appears that Dukes is going to come in the ball game after Ortega now. Here's a throw to first base, but getting back in there still answered. Nebar wants to keep him close. They'd like to get a double play if they can here to kill off a possible rally. The infield is pulled in. Here's the pitch from Nebar inside. So now the string is out. Three balls and two strikes to count on Ken McMullen. So if McMullen can keep out of a double play here, then Mike Epstein will be up there. And even though Mike uh, has a low batting average, he's been getting good wood on the ball. He's hitting 240. McMullen now hitting 400 going into this uh, game. Grounds one down to uh, shortstop. He's up with it over the first in time of the out. So the runner moved on to second on the play. And we've got a runner at second with two out now. And Epstein will be the hitter. McMullen has not had a base hit today. He's 0 for 4, having grounded out to the shortstop twice and flied out to the left fielder twice. Epstein's coming up there, and the catcher, Bob BDA, goes out to have a few words with Gary Nebau. They don't want to give Mike Epstein anything too fat in this situation with a runner at second in scoring position. And Atlanta holding a one-run lead, 4-3. to three. Well, it'd be mighty, mighty good if we could get another win here and make it back-to-back -back victories over the Atlanta Braves. But right now, we're down by a run in the top of the eighth inning. Don't forget, the season opens in Washington at Kennedy Stadium on the 7th of April. We urge that you seriously consider box seats for the season. Fastball, it's one on a well-hit ball down the line. Is it fair or foul down into the right field corner? It is foul. 
Well, Epstein really got into that one, but the wind pulled it foul. It was fouled by about four or five feet, and that would have tied up the ball game because Unser had a good jump at second, and he could have walked home because that one went all the way into the corner, 350 feet away from home plate. But it's a long strike and nothing else on Mike Epstein. Now let's see if he gets another pitch like that. Chances are he won. <laughs> We're waiting for the next pitch, and time is called momentarily. As Niebauer asks for time, activity in both bullpens at the moment because each of these clubs would like to have this win. Even though they're not going to help in the regular season, you don't like to lose them. Is the pitch swung on and it's popped up back behind the plate? Is it out of play? DDA is back and he can't get it. Two strikes to Cal and Mike Epstein. Well, hang in there, Mike. Let's have a good eye now and get the pitch that you need. Four to three. Atlanta leads in the ballgame with the top of the eighth inning. The Senators are the visiting team here. West Palm Beach is only about 35 miles, just uh, right up the Atlantic coast, from Pompano Beach, the training home of the Senators. Cap Peterson hit those balls out of there yesterday at Municipal Stadium in Pompano with a slight wind behind them, but he really got into them very well. Three home runs for Cap Peterson yesterday, and he feels very, very happy about that, you can be assured. He's not in the game today. Brent Allier, another outfield candidate, is not in the game. And before each game, I try to make a check to see who did not come with the club. Some of them are invariably left behind on every trip in spring training. Brant Allier was one of those, along with Frank Howard. Gary Holman getting a look-see in left field today has been quite impressive. Displaying a good arm on two occasions. Stroud in right has been uh, good in the field today. Soft curve is up high. One and two. A big jug handle curve or a rainbow as you've heard them called many, many times. And Mr. Epstein wanted no part of it. The count's one and two now with two out. Runner on second base. Hunter has a good lead. Niebauer works from the stretch. Checks the runner. The infield back in its normal position. Boyer at third. Garrido at short. Mian at second. Tommy Aaron at first. Here's the pitch. Almost hit him inside. 2-2 the count now. Fastball from Nevar almost hit Mike. Should Epstein get on, Gary Holman will be up there. Epstein walked his first trip. He flew to right in the fourth inning. Fight off the center. His last trip up, so he's 0 for 3. The pitch is a soft curve that is inside, and now it's three balls, two strikes to count on Mike Epstein. If Epstein comes through this year with some good power hitting, if McMullen has a good year, if Frank Howard has a good year, this ball club might surprise a lot of people. You say it's a lot of ifs, it is. But any time a ball club that finishes last moves up in the standing, a lot of ifs have to come through. Here's a well-hit ball on one bounce to the first base, and Aaron has it. The inning is over as he cuts his first base. And again, Epstein got good wood on it. 
you could tell from the crack of the bat, but it went on one hop, a line shot on one hop to Tommy Aaron, and the side is retired. So the summary reads, no run, one hit, no errors, one runner left. And after seven and one-half innings of play here at West Palm Beach, the score, the Atlanta Braves four, the Washington Senators three. Now down in the field, uh, right-hander Dennis Higgins is going to be coming into the ball game. Sid Hudson wanted to take a look at him. Jan Dukes is still warming up down there. Uh, Sid is working with him. Jan's a boy who has a lot of potential, but uh, he's working on his control and trying to get a good slider. That's the thing that Hudson's working with him on. Dennis Higgins is uh, a kind of guy who has a thinking fastball. He can be very, very dangerous when he has his uh, pitch coming over the plate, when he has that good control, but occasionally he will be bothered by control, and it has proven the uh, bane of so many good pitchers in baseball. The fact that uh, they have good stuff on the ball, but they just can't seem to get that ball over, and as a result, careers which might be very sparkling turn out to be just so-so as a result of it. Four to three, the Braves leading as Atlanta comes to bat here in the bottom half of the eighth inning. Mike Epstein still on at first base, Frank Coggins at second, Jimmy Mason at short, and Ken McMullen down at third. The outfield, we have Jerry Holman in left field, Del Unser in center, and Ed Stroud in right. This game could be a little bit worse than this, actually, as far as the score is concerned. The Senators have averted two runs coming in by fine throws from the outfield. Gary Holman made a strike to the plate, and so did Ed Stroud. Once again, as the Braves come to bat in the last of the eighth inning, here's our broadcasting partner, Shelby Whitfield. Shell, Tommy Aaron stands in. He'll be the first hitter, followed by Gil Garrido and Bob Didier. Dennis Higgins has been in one other game this spring. He pitched two innings, gave up one hit, walked nobody, struck out one, and did not allow a run. So his ERA is 0.00. Pitch is swung on and laced foul on the ground on the third base side. So the count's a strike on Tommy Aaron. Dennis Higgins had a good year last year after coming to the Senators from the White Sox. And he is counted on to be one of the bullpen specialists for Washington this year. If you're wondering about Daryl Knowles, who's in the Air Force and I believe still in Korea, perhaps Japan. It's expected he'll be released from the Air Force the 18th of June. Pitches inside from Higgins. That evens the count at one and one. And this is the player who was extremely instrumental in the fine season the Senators had two years ago. One of the better relief pitchers in baseball, if not the best relief pitcher in the American League. An excellent move to first base. A good live arm. And everyone will be very, very happy when Daryl Knowles can join the club. Time is called. Casanova moves over to the right to uh, get a ball that is uh, straight out into the field. Ball boy uh, comes up with it. And the ball is thrown back down to the bullpen. That's where it came from, the Senators' bullpen. Ball got away from the catcher down there. Breaking pitch is low and away. 
Two balls and a strike to count on Tommy Aaron. Gil Garrido will be the uh, second batter here in the last of the eighth inning. Here's the pitch. Fastball is a strike. Tommy Aaron tried to hold up, but he had committed himself. Went around a little too much. 4-3. Atlanta leading Washington here in the last of the eighth inning. We'll close out the totals on Phil Ortega. Pitch is swung on and dribble foul. 2-2 two -two the count. Ortega pitched three innings. And he was not sharp. He gave up seven hits. Did not strike out a man. He walked three, and he allowed four runs. All runs in the ball game for Atlanta came off Phil Ortega. Barry Moore worked the first four innings. He was sharp, gave up no runs, struck out three, walked three, and allowed just one hit. Pitches swung on and missed, and Higgins fans the first man to face him in the eighth inning. Tommy Aaron down swinging, one up and one away, and here is Gil Garrido, who is 0 for 3 in the ball game with a strikeout and two ground outs. This is the test game for the Senators, and we have 18 to follow in spring training. Higgins, Higgins kicks and throws. It's low in the dirt, ball one. Denny Higgins. Pitching here in the eighth inning, and unless Washington can tie it up or go ahead in the ninth, this is the only inning that he will work. Here's the next offering from the big right-hander, and here's a line drive that is fouled by about a foot down the left field line. So it's nothing but a strike. One and one the count. But Garrido, who has been a hitting sensation for the Braves this year, continues to uh, crack the ball very soundly. Dennis Higgins, as we indicated to you, did have a good year last season. Here comes the next pitch from Higgins. It's outside for a ball. Dennis Higgins, born in Jefferson City, Missouri, attended Lincoln University. And according to the press guide here, put out for the Washington Senators, he was the best release pitcher for the club, pitching only 12 innings with the White Sox in 67. Here's a strike. He pours it in there, calls strike, and the count's 2-2. He started in baseball way back in 1958 with Dubuque. Later played at Duluth, later with Lincoln, Idaho Falls, Savannah, Lynchburg, Indianapolis, the White Sox, and the Senators. Pitches fouled away. The scoreboard has the count full at 3-2, and that is indeed correct. So Denny Higgins has been around. He's been with Denny Higgins has been around. He's been with a lot of clubs. And he wants to stay in the major leagues, and he's working very hard at it. The pitch is low and inside. Ball four. So Higgins gives up a base on ball. 
Moving down to first base is Gil Garrido and the catcher, Bob Didier, is scheduled to be the hitter now, and he will hit Flintoff. Didier has caught all the way, and with Joe Story holding out for the Braves, this boy has a lot of responsibility, and it just could be that he will be the catcher when the Braves open their season. Check of the runner and the pitch now. It is a call strike knee high on the outside corner. A sharp pitch from Higgins. The pitcher is scheduled to be the next hitter. The chances are we will have a relief pitcher. And then if we're going to see the uh, third pitcher of the day for Atlanta, Mike McQueen, he'll come on to work tonight. Fastball almost hit him or did it. No, it did not, but it was low in the dirt. Two balls and a strike to count. One-one it is. We're having a little difficulty uh, watching the scoreboard, but I just put the glasses on it. One-one is the count with one out, one on. Aces are wild. Fastball is up high for a ball, and now the count is two and one. You know your facilities, and we're not complaining about these at all, because for the most part facilities are excellent considering that it is spring training but once you get into the regular season it's a much different ball game then because facilities are first class everywhere pitch is swung on and dribble fouled on the left field line so now the count is even at 2-2 one away runner at first base is Gil Garrido he goes back and tags up new ball being worked up Let's pause now for station identification. This is the Washington Senators Baseball Network. This is WWDC 1260 Washington. Monday through Saturday, Fred Knight entertains 10 till 2. We're ready for the next pitch now, and here it comes from Denny Higgins. Dribble foul down the first base side. So the count remains 2-2 on the hitter. Bob Didier. Runner at first base, and one out here in the last of the eighth inning. Four to three, Atlanta leads in the ball game. The hits are pretty even. Atlanta has eight. The Senators have seven. Here's a pitch swung on a well-hit ball. The right field Stroud has to hurry. He's over near the line. Makes a beautiful catch. Just in foul territory. Wheels throws back. They've got a chance at him. Epstein makes a an attempted tag, but he could not get him. Epstein had to go back toward right field for uh, two or three yards to pick up that throw. And uh, had the throw been on the money, they would have had the base runner doubled up. But that's not the case, and we have two outs with still a runner at first. Well, that was a fine play by Gil, uh, by uh, Ed Straub, rather, as he went to far along the foul line, and the wind carried into foul territory, actually, and he made the catch about a yard in foul territory, wheeled, and probably because of the fact that he was running off balance to make that catch, and knew that he would have to hurry the throw, it was a little offline, about three yards to the second base side. The pitch now is a call strike to Philippe Lou. This is not a Lou. I believe we have a pinch hitter. Let's check this, Ron could be, they're going to let the pitcher hit for himself. 
It is the pitcher, Nebauer, batting for himself. So apparently we will not see another pitcher for Atlanta today. Check of the runner and the pitch is flowing away. A ball and one strike to count. This offer may vary in some states. To complete your set, accessory pieces can also be purchased at amazingly low prices. And you can charge your golden Rhapsody dishes on your Atlantic Richfield credit card. Yes, Atlantic makes it easy for design elegantly with delicate fine china. So make it easy on yourself. Visit any participating Atlantic dealer and start collecting your set of golden Rhapsody fine china. Setting now, and the Washington Senators need at least one run to tie this one up. Two or more to go ahead here as uh, coming up to bat is Gary Holman. Gary Holman in this ballgame has scored a run after a walk. He lined out to the second baseman and flied out to right. So Holman is 0 for 2 officially on the day. We've had some good defense today, Ron, which is a good indication that the ball club is gelling the way uh, Ted Williams and everyone wants it to gel because defense is a very, very important part of this game, as you know. Here comes the pitch to Holman, swung on and popped back foul out of play. One strike the count on Gary Holman. Holman is a versatile ball player. Now, he can play first base. Uh, a couple of other spots in the infield play third. And he's a good outfielder, so this helps his chances of sticking with his club. Niebauer kicks and throws. Here's a ground ball back to the pitcher on one hop. He looks at first, throws to Tommy Allen, and we have one away. Play goes one to three. Frank Coggins will be the batter now. Ortega scheduled to hit next. Not Ortega, but uh, Denny Higgins, and chances are we'd have a pinch hitter for Higgins. Ortega figures to be the losing pitcher in this ballgame. He has given up all of the runs. The winner would be Niebauer, who came on the relief of Mill Pappas. There have been no home runs. Pitch is swung on. Here's a well-hit ball, but it's too high. The win holding it up now, and the center fielder, Philippe Lou, makes the catch. Out in medium center field, and quickly we have two down. So we're down to one out now. And let's see who's going to be batting. Bernie Allen, Joe. Bernie Allen, one of the second base candidates, is pinch hitting now for Denny Higgins. He bats left-handed. Against the right-handed pitching of Gary Niebauer. So the infield is back. The outfield straight away, medium depth. And we need a run here to keep this one going. Fastball is inside and low for a ball. One and oh. But this one, if we uh, do indeed lose it, and we say we meaning the Senators, it will be uh, one of those like so many of those that have already been lost. A good close one. Call strike right down the middle. Taken one and one the count. In other words, the club has not played poorly. They've not been beaten by 10 to 1 or 8 to 2 or scores like that. They've been close ball games for the most part. Pitch is swung on a ground ball down to the first baseman. Aaron has it. 
slips to the pitcher's covering in time for the out, and the ball game is over. So the Atlanta Braves have won this one from the Senators by a score of 4-3. to three. As the summary on the top of the ninth inning is an easy one. Three up and three down. No runs, no hits, no errors. Nobody left. And the final score again. Atlanta 4, Washington 3. And for a wrap-up on the ball game, once again, our partner, Ron Mancini. Thank you very much, Shelby Whitfield. Well, this afternoon, the Atlanta Braves got revenge for that 18-5 thumping they took in the hands of the Senators yesterday afternoon at Pompano Beach. They liked the home field surroundings here. And in a very fine ball game, a well-played game, which featured good defense on the part of both teams, the Braves prevailed by a score of 4-3. to three. The line score on the game... The Atlanta Braves, four runs, eight hits, and no errors. The Senators, three runs, seven hits, and no errors. The winning pitcher in the ball game was Gary Niebauer, and the losing pitcher was Phil Ortega. We'll be back with a wrap-up of this afternoon's game in one minute. Like baseball, Bergesha, the sign of good eating, has become a favorite national institution. When it comes to drive-ins, there's just no contest. Burger Chef is far and away the greatest of them all. Burger Chef hamburgers taste better because they're open flame broiled. Now this gives them the same cookout flavor that, well, you get on your own backyard grill, filling in the natural meat juices. And by the way, when you're out driving with the family, make sure you look for the sign of good eating Burger Chef. You're sure to find one near you. Remember, whatever you order... You can count on a taste-pleasing treat every single time at Burger Chef. Have a snack? Have a meal? Burger Chef has them all. And let's all go to Burger Chef, the sign of good eating. They have become the national institution for when you're out driving. Look for the nearest Burger Chef to you. This is Ron Menchin back at Municipal Stadium in West Palm Beach where this afternoon the Atlanta Braves defeated the Washington Senators by a score of 4-3. to three. This is the ninth loss during the exhibition season in 10 ball games, but there were some encouraging signs on the part of the Washington Senators. Barry Moore pitched four sparkling innings, allowing just one hit while walking three and striking out three. Uh, Dennis Higgins also pitched well the final two frames for the Senators. But Phil Ortega didn't have it this afternoon. He was trying to get his curveball over, which he did, but his fastball was a little bit wild, and when he did get it over, it was belted pretty good by the Atlanta Braves, who came through to defeat the Washington Senators by the score to three score. The Braves came up with two runs in the fifth inning, and they added uh, two more in the seventh inning to win the ball game. All of the runs were scored off Phil Ortega. Senators broke on top two to nothing in the third as Del Unser drove in Eddie Brinkman and Paul Casanova with a single to center off starter Milt Pappas. Barry Moore worked the first four frames in impressive fashion, giving up just one hit while fanning three and walking three. Atlanta tied it off Phil Ortega in the fifth as four straight singles by Bob Didier, John Barnes, uh, Philippe Alou, and Felix Mian accounted for the damage. Two fine throws by Gary Holman saved two more runs and Ed Stroud cut down Tommy Aaron in the sixth to avert some damage. 
The Senators broke on top again in the seventh as a walk to Frank Coggins and singles by Phil Ortega and Paul Casanova accounted for the run. But Atlanta took the 4-3 lead in the seventh as walks to Gary Niebauer and Felipe Lewis singled to Tito Francona and a sacrifice fly by Hank Aaron scored two runs for the Braves, enabling Atlanta to win the contest. The line score on the game, Atlanta four runs, eight hits, and no errors. The Senators three runs, seven hits, and no errors. The winning pitcher in the ball game was Gary Niebauer, and the losing pitcher was Phil Ortega. Now, Shelby and I will be on hand next Friday evening in Miami Stadium to broadcast the game between the Senators and the Baltimore Orioles. Airtime will be 7.45. This is Ron Menchin thanking you very much for being with us. I'm on behalf of my broadcast partner, Shelby Whitfield, wishing you all a very pleasant good afternoon from West Palm Beach. The final score once again, the Atlanta Braves 4 and the Washington Senators 3. You have been listening to the pregame uh, story of the Washington Senators featuring Rodman Sheen and Shelby Whitfield. The play-by-play brought to us by Washington Senators Baseball. Brought to us by WWDC and by Atlantic Richfield. Remember, at all Atlantic Richfield stations throughout the area, you may use your Atlantic Richfield credit card and take advantage of a great offer on Golden Rhapsody Fine China. The Washington Senators for 1969 is a presentation of WWDC Sports.
Promises, promises. That's it. We deliver 24 hours a day. Music, news, and now sports with our senators looking uh, very good this afternoon, even though we went down to a very squeezy-by type defeat, 4-3 to three at the hands of the Atlanta Braves in the home-and-home home series. However, uh, we look real good this afternoon. A couple of good plays right in there. And I think Ron and uh, Shelby did a fine job. They're real good guys. 12 minutes in front of 4 o'clock, gang, and we'll have a little music coming in here until 6 o'clock tonight, at which time I will be relieved by Ron Starr, another six-hour swinging show. And by the way, Carol James here to invite you on a sojourn with CJ. Be my guest. Hey, WWDC listeners will. We're going to pick the names at random from the cards you send in. How about Tuesday, April 8th? Opening night for Flip Wilson at the Shoreham's Blue Room. Okay? Prepare to drink, dance, dine, and darn near flip over the comedy of Flip Wilson. Send a Carter letter with your name, address, and phone number to Flip Wilson, WWDC, Box 4068, Washington. Don't put it off. I'm going to do that now, honey. Sunny with highest in the middle 50s this afternoon. Fair tonight, lowest city in the city, 20 to 25 in suburbia. Monday, mostly sunny and...